Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. My parents were of two different worlds, and I was a product of the love that they shared. A son of Pod and a son of the cast. That's right. Yeah. Why didn't you quote Jules Verne like this movie does? Jules Verne once said. <laughs> Jules Verne once said, the, the ocean master needs four of the seven ocean kingdoms. Jules Verne once said, <laughs> you haven't lived until you fucked a fish. Hello, my name is Griffin Newman. Hello, my name is David Sims. This is Blank Check with Griffin and David. It's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career and are able to unite the land and the sea. Exactly. Right. That's what James Wan has done. He's united the land and the He's sea. He's united the land right. and the sea. But also, we've been doing this weird stealth piecemeal miniseries right. where we cover every DC Universe film. And we're, are we only missing Man of Steel in that uh, regard? We've done every other one, right? Correct. And I'll get to that in one second. Oh. Winky, winky. Okay. Winky, winky. Winky, winky. Um, but yes, that, that is, that is correct. And we've been covering these. And part of it is that we were kind of fascinated by how ramshackle this sort of franchise building seemed to be, how much Warner brothers was putting into it and yep. how a blank check had been written. Right. And it was one director kind of kickstarting this whole thing, but there seemed to be a lack of like cohesive vision for how this whole thing was going to be built out. Fair. Um, and now, now they've started to become a little more individualistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Suicide Squad is very much a David Ayer movie, but it's a super compromised David Ayer movie. That one's more compromised. Um, But Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and uh, the other one. No, that's it, I guess. Yeah, these are the two, but it's like, this is starting to be like, I guess is this maybe where the thing is going? It certainly seems that any time there's less interference and pressure on the director, the better you're doing. I mean, here's something that I don't think anyone can dispute about this film. It is pure. (laughs) <laughs> this is not a movie that was meddled with. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That might sound backhanded. I don't mean it that way. But even if you were like, this movie gave me a fucking headache. Sure. You can't be like studio hackery. Right. Like this movie is insanity. Right. Um. So today, of course, we're talking about Aqua My Man. Mm-hmm. Aqua My Man. He doesn't say it, does he? Yeah. So that's just a Justice League thing. Yes. That they were like, someone was like, I don't know. He needs a catchphrase. And when Ben and I were going up the escalator, producer Ben, producer Ben, Ben Duster, poet laureate, the Haas, the Peeper, finest film critic, personal friend of Dan Lewis, Dirtbike Benny, uh, uh, smoking wet, soaking wet Benny, white hot Benny, right? Uh, fart Ultra. detective, uh, meat lover, the graduate certain tells over the course of different miniseries, such as Kylo Ben, producer Ben Kenobi, Ben Night Shyamalan, Ben Say, Ail Ben's with the dollar sign, War Haas. Uh, Purdue Bain, uh, 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 Ben 19, the Fennel Maker, um, Robohaz, uh, fucking Benglish, uh, Mr. Ben Credible, Eat Drink Ben Hosley, and the Hosley Day. Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow. Whew. We were going up the escalator, and Ben said, How many times do you think they say it in the movie? My man. And my prediction was even if they don't say it with that sort of like my fucking man. victory lap. Right. I think he will refer to people as my man a bunch because that was the one thing that worked <laughs> in Justice League. So they're going to have to be like, Juan, you can do whatever you want. Just give us four my mans. Sure. So I thought he was just going to go like, Ocean Master, my man, listen. Sure. You know, I thought he was just going to work it in the conversation. He doesn't say it once. No. It's good. 
None of, none of the stuff from the no. Justice League is in this. There was a point in the movie, and we'll get to it, where I, guess, I thought, is this movie pretending that Justice League didn't happen? But it, like Amber Heard was in Justice League. But right. It takes a while for them to acknowledge they've met before. Right, right. And when she first comes up to land, I was like, are they pretending this is the first time they right. met? Are they actually trying to just like Completely Deadpool ignore movie right. ignore the fact that these same actors I mean, there's not did? Because here's what Justice League gave us on Aquaman. He's my man. He's my man. He has a, a five-pointed trident, which isn't a thing. I know. Uh, he lives in Iceland or something. It's like, mm-hmm. right? Some On the docks. Nor- he drinks Nordic. a lot. He drinks yeah. a lot. He's wet. He's wet, soaking wet. Um, and uh, he rescues the fishermen from fishing problems. And apart from that, like, yeah, that's it. Right. And Mara camps the land for one scene, brings him into the water. They have a conversation. I have- in- no memory of what they talk about. They have, I remember the scene. I like, remember it being bad. Yeah, it's very bad, but it's also the, like they cast the air bubble so they right. can converse. They have an air bubble conversation and it's inside like a sunken ruins. Like they're I, inside like a weird sunken coliseum, but there aren't other characters there. No, there aren't. I think I just vaguely remember it. I think that the tone of it was sort of like, you got to come back to the sea. And he's like, no. It felt like, like that's it. Iron Man 2, like Nick Fury coming in and interrupting the movie shit. Like right. it felt like them being like, we got to set up this Aquaman. Even movie. clumsier. Even yeah. clumsier. Uh, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening here? And this movie literally disregards everything other than the fact that that happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like James Wan didn't hold on to any design elements. He said, fuck the air bubble conversation yep. thing. Yep. All of it. Yep. I said to Ben, I mean, I can't believe like that they just let him go like, fuck everything. They got rid of the air bubble stuff in Justice League. And Ben's response was, I don't know what you're talking right. about. I've never seen Justice League. Right. And Ben had seen Justice League. And I said, League. Ben, you saw it opening day with me and we did a two hour episode on it. And you were like, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, remember when we were like, oh my God, our Justice League episode is going to be so funny. And then we saw the movie and we the whole episode is just being like, yeah, I, I mean, know. it's boring and yeah. shitty. It's, like It's know. better and worse than Batman versus Superman. Exactly. We're, we're like, it's not even fun. Yeah. Like, it's just a bland, well, like... Well, there's Cyborg. Cyborg yeah. is a cool guy. See, Ben, you remember that you like Cyborg. I remember Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. we... All right. B- before yeah. we... So we, we're here to talk Aquaman. James before, Aquaman. Yes, but before we dive into the trenches... Di- oh, dive in. I get it. Before we meet the Brian King... <sighs> what a cool guy. We We... We do stand a legend. We stand a legend. We do stand a legend with the Brian King. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We should we should talk about the new show. I, I don't understand. The Blank Check Patreon. Oh, you mean uh, Blank Check Special Features. A official announcement of the new title. That's right. Uh, so people, people for years have asked us. Is there a way to give us money? And I sure. said, no, we don't want your money. And, and David I was like, I would like money. Screamed please. out in pain and <laughs> agony. Blood ran from wow. his eyes. I said, we don't do this for the money. And David <laughs> yelled at the gods, please shower me in coins. Do love coins. And then people said, like, you should do a Patreon thing. And we never, we always said, like, we won't do it until we figure out what the thing would be. Because we don't want to just charge people for the same show we're doing here. 100%. We wanted its own thing. Well, right, because, like, I feel like so much of this show is that we fit ourselves into very complicated arrangements. Correct. Right? Like we like this to flagellate. We like to like put ourselves through a filmography, right. right? You know, and we didn't want to just be like, oh, certain filmographies happen just under a paywall. Yeah, right. Or just like do episodes on movies. Right. It, it, Pers- it we can't make it easy on ourselves. No, we can't. Sort of right. So we finally came up with a very complicated set of uh, uh, rules. 
Uh, one is rules that we also can break at any time if we want. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, right. Uh, it's not it's not collusion. Even if it was collusion, collusion is not a crime. That is a good defense. To be clear, it's pretty good. It's a double backsy, right? Yeah. It's like it's fun how literally nothing matters anymore. <laughs> but it's just like. I watched that thing where Chris Wallace of Fox News. I mean, he's a yeah. some more serious journalist than most on uh-huh. Fox News, but like where he's just like, no, 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 no shush, shush. Yeah. I have a question for you. Did yeah. the president break the law? And Rudy Giuliani's like, didn't break the law. Didn't know what happened. If he did break the law, it's not breaking the law. Like, you know, where he's like. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani treats the law the way James Wan treats the Mara scene from Justice League. I will use whatever elements of it I want and ignore the rest. Holy shit. We're winning the, the, the Pulitzer Prize oh for political God. commentary for this episode? <laughs> I mean, that was kind of like a half court yeah. shot, right? Was it not? Yeah, curse swish. I just, I got buckets like Candace Burr again. <laughs> I got buckets. Okay, so we came up with, I did, we said two things. One, our podcast is about filmographies, about directors. We don't want to muddy the waters if we do a second show, right? Mm-hmm. So we said, what about franchises? People ask us about franchises a lot, and they'd ask us, would you ever do a miniseries on this? And there are a ton of them we like, and most franchises don't have one clear authorial voice. Maybe we cover one or two films within this a- the problem. Right. We've got lots to say, but they're never really going to fit. You know, maybe you've got your occasional, like, Alfonso Cuaron made a Harry Potter. But that's the one. It's like once in a while. Or you get, like, Cameron makes two Terminators, but then there are three other Terminators. Yes, there you know? are. Winky, winky. I mean, not That's that. no specific plan. We're <laughs> yeah, just right. saying, we're naming things. There are franchises. There are franchises. So that was, that was piece one. Mm. And piece two was people still, for some fucking reason, mm. listen to our Star Wars commentary episodes. They do like that. Yes, they'll tweet uh, Fat Gungan at us. Yes. Yeah. We'll still get that. So we said, what if we combine those two things? And the format was, we'll talk about uh, franchises. Yeah. We'll run them completely. Yes, we have, again, we have to flagellate. Right. right. Yes. We're, we're going to commit ourselves to do doing the whole half. thing. Right. right. We said, this is a different format. It's a different subject. Make it a different show. Yeah. Now, they're long episodes, not much longer or shorter than a yeah. regular episode. So I was like, are the episodes going to be long? And I was like, well, they're like two to two and a half hours, depending yeah. on the movie length. But the other episodes might be more regular length. And they were like, so like two to two and a half Right, hours. right, exactly. <laughs> Go on. So, so we were like playing this out and all this. And we're like, okay, there's a big time commitment because we've got to watch these movies together. But like only giving two a month feels a little like anemic. How do we like give them a little something more for your five bucks, sure. right? Yeah. So then we're, we're going to throw in a bonus every month. Now, what can this bonus contain? Mm. For the start, you're going to get the recording of our live Q&A with Academy Award nominee James Sheamus. That's right. From the Hulk screening. Yeah. We do any other live shows, which we hopefully will continue doing. They'll go there. They're going to go there. Boink. What are other things that are going to go there? Mm, things that look, people suggest to us where they're like, oh, you're going to cover... What Men Want, the What Women Want remake, right? It's not even a remake. It's sort of a, I don't know. What do you what call it? What if Mel it? Gibson comes in the middle of the movie and is like, Taraji, I've lived through what you've lived through. Let me help you. God, I hope that doesn't happen. Build Taraji's a universe. Time wasn't wasted Build with that. universe. Uh, no, exactly. I mean, it's a classic scenario where people on Twitter will be like, I mean, you guys have to cover. Emergency app. <laughs> right? And it's like, there are only so many hours of the day. Mm-hmm. There's only so much time. But with this, if you're, uh, you know, you're giving us money, we want to give you value for that money. So yes, what men want. Because even like the Burton miniseries is going to be our longest one to date. 
It's too long. And already Dumbo is coming out like three weeks after the movie comes out the because episode, we have things right, like right. this and we have things like Split. Yeah, we, got, we got stuff we got to put in there. Right. We don't want to like chop up the feed. So we're going to make things a little cleaner on the main podcast mm-hmm. and bonuses will, will sort of fall into that category. Right. What are other things I'd like to do with bonuses? I would like to fill in the couple blanks we have, such as Man of Steel, yeah, the THX. two early George Lucas films, mm. things like that. There are a couple little spots, maybe doing Black Book, the Verhoeven film. Sure. You know? Yeah. There are things like Talk that. about poop. Look, that's a zone where if you're tweeting us, you're on Reddit, scene. you want to suggest a thing, mm-hmm. that's that's where it would go. Right. We we can play around with this thing. and We're you not know, very little, locked into Exactly. It's a little right. more fun. But we will have franchise commentary episodes twice a month. Right. Um, and they, we've been recording them. Yeah, we got a bunch banked up. We have a lot of fun doing them. We record them three in a row on my couch. We get loopy. And it's really loopy. I really, I'm trying to say this is a selling point. They're silly. When people like say like, I miss the Star Wars days. This is like, we're a little loopier. We're driving ourselves a little crazier. We're going into like franchise marginalia. It's like that kind of thing. It's a little bit of a throwback to that sort of earlier, the day of the show. Yes. Um, we're doing yes. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's where we're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're knocking down the twenty, the first ten years. Oh, that first that first session with a uh, Hulk and Iron Man. Ooh, baby, rough, 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 rough. And we're not talking about Mark because he hadn't entered in yet. It was still Nort. Yeah, they were very Nort. It was a very Nort time in our lives. Uh, so that's what Ben's there too, and he's talking about all kinds of bullshit. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Barry jeans. You know how Ben's a total pro on this podcast? Yeah. Not on the Patreon. He's Let fucking around. All hang out. Yeah. Imagine if he's no longer at his workplace and he's vaping on mic. <laughs> and asking if I have any drugs so in my house. These are your selling points. Yep, Ben's nodding. Yep. Get get a Patreon subscription yes. for the blankie you love it's most in your life. Five bucks a month. Five, we're it's not doing one multiple cup of coffee if you go to a really douchey coffee place. Right. And we're and we're giving you we're giving you at the bare minimum five hours of extra content. Hundred percent per month. It yep. will likely yes. be way over that. Right. And it will be the first of the month. You will get a franchise episode. Mm-hmm. That's right. The eleventh mm-hmm. of the month. Yes. You will get a bonus episode. Yes. Bonus. Something else. Yeah. Right. And then a the twenty first, mm-hmm. ten days later, mm-hmm. you will then receive the another other. franchise episode. Yeah. So it's it, the ones. Right. One, on the eleven, ones. twenty one. Right. Three weeks doesn't divide evenly into uh, you know, sure. a month. So yeah. And just refer to um, the show notes, like the episode descriptions, to see kind of what is coming up in the future. And we'll also relay that information on social media. Yeah, yes. yeah and we'll put it on the feed of the, you know, the Patreon feed and stuff. But just to give but, you but an idea. But it is literally just patreon.com backslash blank check and they can find it. That's right, it's clean. man. Patreon.com slash blank check. It will launch on January oh. 1st, New Year's Day. You will get your Iron Man commentary. Yeah. So if you want to get sign up now. Here's a few things I want to make clear. Right, exactly. Uh, it, the first episode will go down because people have been asking procedural yes. questions. Mm-hmm. First episode will launch on January 1st. Mm-hmm. That is also when you will be charged. You won't yes. be charged if you sign up in December. No. You get charged the first of the month. You're making a commitment. You get charged on the first of every month. Five five whole dollars or yeah. more if you are one of those maniacs who just wants to uh, pledge more. David's a money monster. I do love money. Um. Uh. So And then January's episodes will be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. John Favreau's Iron Man. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and then the uh, the James Seamus interview, and then we'll we'll probably tack on like a mailbag. Yeah, Q and A was a little short, so I think we're gonna we're gonna link it up with another mailbag app. And to be clear, the Q and A was only short because Hulk is very long. That's the reason why. Because Seamus clearly could have talked for one hundred hours. And there's a lot of density within the Q and A. Yes, it's like a thirty minute Q and A, but he gets a lot in there. He does. And then uh, on the twenty first, you'll have the Incredible Hulk by Louis Leterrier. Right. I mean, the so it's, epitome of a director we really wouldn't want to cover otherwise. Right. And you have an right. interesting contrast. There going from one episode, Seamus talking about his like uh, uh, lev- his, his notion of the Hulk being a creature that exists with like the tectonic plates of yes, like yeah right. he talks about like the surface of the earth being like the surface of a person's body right. like the skin of a person right like how the earth has a skin and this is all when he's describing his Hulk sequel pitch sure. yes and yes. I am wearing a Hulk hands <laughs> yes. and then the next bonus episode the next Patreon episode you will get to hear us talk about how Louis Leterrier's Hulk looks like a bag of diarrhea <laughs> really does um, so that's Patreon talk that's Patreon, Patreon talk Patreon talk so subscribe if you want uh, oh yeah no, the other thing I w- if we hit 2,000 patrons oh yes I will agree to unretire the Big Ben bit the, the bongs they can come back the bongs I like how you're not even saying what the bit actually is but and if we hit 3,000 I'll ride the stupid fucking Batman we'll go to Six Flags we'll and we'll ride the Dark I mean Batman we can ride other Six Flags things too I suppose yeah, I will. Although it would be kind of funny to just go all the way there to do one thing, but right, I will say. I mean, in terms of the the Lion King bet, um, the the best suggestions I saw were that if you win, I have to go to a basketball game with you and we record it for an episode, and if I win, you have to go to a theme park with me and we record it for an episode. I mean, I thought that was fine. I for some reason thought it was funnier for us to force, like, for you to finally get your old dogs episode, like. You know, that one so episode. stick it on episodes. Yeah, man, I'm not okay. sure. I, I like that idea, too. I don't know. I liked a lot of ideas. Okay. Uh, anyway. Last thing I want to say, just because I think people are surmised this, and we're kind of like, oh, fuck, are they going to start breaking up the main feed? We're putting the two animated Burtons behind the paywall. It's just because Burton it's is really fucking long. Thing. It's too. It's basically the difference between us not covering them at all. Right. And putting them on the Patreon at Dumbo least. is already coming out essentially a month late. Exactly. Uh, so we're putting them behind there, but that's not a pattern that will be replicated in future miniseries. It's no, just there it wasn't a way. No, it someone with a crazy long film. It wasn't like Verhoeven or Spielberg where there was an easy way to break it up. So we decided to put those two behind it. And of course, we're saving Nightmare Before Christmas for a Henry Selleck miniseries. That's why we're not covering it. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I mean, people. I mean, like, I know Burton was a huge part of that movie, but it is. It's Selleck's movie. I wouldn't want to take movie. it away from and, him. And, and he's a genuine auteur, right? He hopefully is going to actually finish Netflix making thing? another movie right. now, and we'll cover him then. So that's Patreon talk. Ben is stretching, and I have one thing I'd like to say. This will be the last episode that comes out in 2018. In 2018, mm-hmm. Sunday at 5 p.m. Oh, Ben's got a real point to make here. All these international listeners. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, you wait, wait, wait. Got Ben is taking out a grindstone? <laughs> he seems to be rubbing an axe against it. <laughs> I hope you're all happy. You're going to get your episodes <laughs> Sunday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, it's 5 a.m. now. Yes. Okay. It was going to so, be 4. Hopefully, now I get to stay up on Saturday nights when I don't have the episode ready. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, It'll be good for you. You won't have to deal with that bullshit on Sunday night or whatever. That's true. Yeah. All right. So I just like originally our podcast came out Monday afternoons. Then people complained it became Monday mornings. Then once you accidentally posted it Sunday night. Yeah. And then now it's just keep on getting. 
Right, right. It was, this is, that's the thing. You're like, well, I guess I have to do this. Ben's the one who said this. We yeah, don't care. We don't care. He's the one who gets all the at replies from like, you know, Joe Australia being right. like, where's me blank check me? Yeah, which once again, thanks to Joe Australia for donating to our Patreon. Please, thank you, Joe Australia. I love you so much. Um, oh my God. Uh, okay, so that's all that talk. Now let's talk about Aqua, my man. Well, great segue. Filmed in Australia mostly. Oh, wow. But it was filmed in like seven different but countries. From, from my research, okay. it looks like uh, Australia was your main shooting location. Now, were they able to get it classified as an Australian film because of James Wan? Or was it just like he was like, hometown, let me let me play Is there. James Wan Australian? James Wan is this Australian. This is news to little old me. James I had no Wan idea. is Australian. But I know there are things like... Uh, Here, I've got the full... Do you want the full beat on James Wan? He's of Malaysian birth and descent. Uh-huh. Moved to Australia age seven. Okay. Then he lived in Canberra, which is the capital. Wow. But it might be pronounced Canberra. I always forget. Okay. And then he lived in Perth. He speaks with a strong Australian accent. And then he went to Melbourne. Yeah. These were all cities in Australia. He went around. Yeah. And then he fucking made a gorilla film at the Melbourne Underground Film Festival. Cool. Like Gorilla Grodd or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? That Have you seen that clip from Legends of Tomorrow where Gorilla Grodd like uh, breaks into Barack Obama's dorm <laughs> yes. and he says like, Barack Obama, it will be an honor to kill you today. <laughs> have you seen that? I need to watch that I show. know. It seems like <laughs> My that friend show, writes for it. I, yeah. It seems like such a fun time. It seems like exactly what I want. I just never watch TV. Um, then he hooks up with his friend Lee Winnell, another yes. Australian, and they make Saw right. together. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's run I down. Had his no idea they were Australian. They're Australian guys. They're nice Australian boys. Saw was a very bootstrappy thing that they got a couple big actors to come and do a couple days on. Right, because it's what uh, Glover yeah. and uh, Monica Potter's in it. Carrie Elwes, right? Uh, but it was Michael Emerson, Ken Lung, yes. Tobin Bell. It's got a really good cast. Good cast. What a good movie. I love Saw, even though I know it's like the beginning of something horrible. Yeah, I need to rewatch I think it's such it. A fun movie. Yeah, it's got like the two really gross. Have you seen Saw, Ben? Of course. He loves Rube Goldberg machines. It's yes. right up his. Yeah. yeah, and um, rhyme. Um, the the saw mythology was so tortured. Like you know what I mean. Like in the sequels, because well, they, they back to, themselves into a corner. They kill right. them off so fast. Right. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, the bad guy's name again? Well, I mean, uh, saw, <laughs> jigsaw. Oh, jigsaw. jigsaw right. Yeah. What what other movies has Jigsaw been in? Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell's been in like everything. Yeah, that who? guy. What the guy who plays Jigsaw? Or do you just mean the man Jigsaw? Oh, I didn't. I thought that was an actor. Yeah, that's what we're saying. What, yeah, what's Bell. your question? Oh, name. well, I fucked up the bit. <laughs> yes, sure. Did. We ask about the puppet, Billy the Puppet on the tricycle? Yeah. I'll tell you some other films he's been in. Let me check here. Uh, Saw 2. <laughs> did you Fuck. see this one where they brought it back? Jigsaw? I did not see that one. Was that a was that kind of a flop? I feel like people were sick it, of Saw. It was a big flop, and it was like they had let it lay dormant for like four years, and they were like, now people are hungry for it. We took it off the shelves, and it didn't work. They tried yeah, to new Saw, coke it. That's Saw, what they, they tried you know. to do the new coke. Um, uh, but he did make Saw. The weird thing with Saw was Saw would own every Halloween until Paranormal Activity. Right. And then Paranormal yeah. Activity tapped out faster That's than Saw. That's the way of the land. You know, it's yeah. sort of like, right, you got you have your run. But yet then... there used to be, we're not in the annual franchise zone anymore. No, not really. Um, so he made Saw. Yes. Which That's was bootstrappy, small, short schedule, limited production budget. It's only got a couple sets. Mm-hmm. It got bought at a film festival by Lionsgate. It was Lionsgate. I think it was right? Lionsgate. Let yeah. me look it up. I can look it up. I just couldn't remember if it was a pre-merger. It was Def Lionsgate, yeah. yes. And uh, it had, it cost something like, it was really cheap. I think it cost a million dollars. Yeah. You know, 
they like sort of, no, $700,000. Yeah, crazy. Um, and uh, Lions like, get picked crazy. it up at Sundance. Because you're like $750,000, $100,000 was probably Danny Glover. Sure. Yeah, right? probably. I mean, maybe Danny was just nice and like agreed. I don't know. Um, it, it is weird that he's in that movie but they pick it up at Sundance he's also weird in the movie because he's like I hate Saw I'm gonna get him and he's in like two scenes and dies I'd argue it's not his best performance <laughs> if I had to make an argument I don't think it's number one on the Danny Glover list <laughs> fair enough I love Danny Glover Yeah, I do too. I, you know uh, uh, friend of the show David Lowry winky winky love him winky winky I went to the the Q and A they did after uh, the screening of uh, Old Man and the Gun, sure, great and movie. I was in the front row because I got there late. <laughs> Humble brag, yeah. front uh, row center. <laughs> you were late. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was feeling like mixing it up a little bit. Man? I wanted to play with the brand. Wait, did you see Vice? I did not. Okay. I was supposed to see Vice today, and instead I slept. Okay, I was Fair supposed enough. to see it this morning. Fair enough. Um, Too bad I wanted your Vice take. I was in the front row, sitting six inches away from Danny Glover. And the whole time, I couldn't stop thinking to myself, like, why don't we stand this legend more? He's a fucking legend. He's good in uh, Old Man in the Gun. He just rules. He rules. What a wonderful guy. He rules. His answers were really fun. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time. He's the star. Sleep with Anger. Sleep with Anger. Which is is getting a Criterion Criterion release. I'm very excited for that. Maybe more people And you wrote the entire booklet on it? (laughs) I wish. Are you angry? Uh, To sleep? Well, yeah. First question, do you sleep with anger? Second question... Were you angry that you didn't get to write like an essay for the booklet? God, no. It's like an important black film. I hope whoever wrote it is an important black critic. Okay, here's my follow-up question because this was like a thing recently. I can look it up who's, uh, who wrote the... Uh... This was a thing recently on film Twitter. If you had to write an essay for like... A, oh, sure. Right. Did you say Matrix Reloaded? I did. I did. It'd You'd write fun. your fucking Seraph is a login be, screen. Oh, essay. Ashley Clark, who is the curator of BAM and is... Yes, a okay. uh, very, very good choice for it, uh, obviously. I, I would I've never seen that I would, movie. I'm excited to, to see it. I, I would love to write a Criterion booklet uh, essay someday. You know, I'm me too. More than happy to. Yes. Me too. Um, but uh, certainly did not expect to write about to sleep with anger. Yeah, you went to the closet though. Did that was a really extremely important experience for me. They let the dog off the leash and he ran <laughs> around the closet. Did. That was fun. Uh, the wacky sea, the old wacky sea uh, itself. Shout out to Courtney Ott. Uh, we truly stand a legend who was like, oh, come swing by the closet. And I was like, great. Can't wait to do that. Uh, um, love her. The only thing David loves more than money is uh, getting things that usually cost money for free. No, it wasn't about that. It was about literally yes. like talking to Criterion with like the people. Yes. The, no. Anyway, okay. 2007. So 2004 is Saw. Right, which Lionsgate gives a wide release and it's a surprise hit. 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 And they immediately go like, here's a franchise, but Juan and Winnell get like a little hands off. They become a little more like overseeing the thing. They're just executive producers. I think they barely, they have a story credit on Saw 3. Winnell kind of stayed on Winnell stayed on more. Right. Not Juan. But Juan is like, I don't want to be a franchise guy. I want to now get bigger budgets to make more original horror films. He he sets up two films at two separate studios that come out the same year. Yeah. And both of them bomb. Both of them are flops. One is Dead Silence, which I have never seen. I have seen is very weird. Uh, the the puppet movie. He doubled down on the puppet thing, so it's a right. whole movie of haunted puppets. It's like a haunted marionette Looks puppet. Cool. Is it's, it scary? I remember thinking it was. It's it's kind of a Stan, Sam Raimi tone. Well, it's very heightened, good. very absurd. Yeah, I didn't like it at the time. I have no idea no why. One really I probably liked would it. like it, it if I saw it. Now. It got bad reviews. It yeah, didn't do very it didn't well. Do well, and it came out in October. And at this point, they've made a couple Saw sequels that have no, all it came out in March. Oh, weird. 
Yeah, I mean, and Death whatever. Sentence came out in September. Death Sentence, which stars Kevin Bacon, yeah. it was also a flop. Came out in August, but it's like a the very end of August, good movie. right? It was like last week Labor Day, and even though it was a flop at the time, and I don't think it got great yeah. reviews, there's some promise there, mm-hmm. right? Okay, Jimmy Wan. Okay, now, now Death Sentence is adapted from a sequel to Death Wish, sure, which Charles Bronson made a bunch of sequels to that just right. became very much into fetishizing like, violence and revenge. Yes, especially and Death Sentence uh, is a, like, <laughs> the weight of revenge movie. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, not, yeah. like, full You Were Never Really Here, but it's a movie in which, like, Kevin Bacon plays an actual unassuming vigilante who really is sort of torn up inside by the violence he commits. Exactly. It's it's based on the book sequel. Right, right. that's yeah. what I'm which saying. Which was used for Death Wish 2 slightly, but I think quickly, like... Michael Winner or whoever was like, eh, this is boring. Right. Like, you but it should was just like, shoot pimps or whatever, whatever happens right. to those It was movies. clearly like a passion project for Juan where he was like, this sequel is a really good cost of violence story. Sure. And I want to tell that as its own thing. But it bombs. And at this point you go, they've made three more Saw movies. They've all done really well. It maybe looks like Juan fucked up. Yeah, yeah. From that yeah. point, you go like Juan just released two bombs within six months, and his franchise is going really strong without him. Maybe he should have just stayed and been a company man and stuck with the sauce. But then he goes back to horror. Mm-hmm. Insidious. Have you seen Insidious, Ben? I have not. I think you would dig that movie. Why? Well, it's just a weird, gnarly horror movie that stars an old lady, and it's fucking fun. It's the only film of his I haven't seen. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Wait, you haven't seen Insidious? I'm sorry, there, uh, he two. did two. I haven't seen either of those. I was going to say, I've it'd be weird rest. if you had yes. seen no. two and not one. Well, it's like the time that I only saw The Bourne Legacy. Wait, you, is that still true that you've only seen that yeah. one? I thought it was a clean jumping in point. <laughs> I think it is the opposite. New guy. <laughs> new guy who dis. And then I rolled in and the whole movie is like, so we all know the dossier from Blackwell. <laughs> right. Like, why am I watching cell phone videos of Albert Finney? <laughs> Could not follow it. Oh my god! I thought it was like uh, like Leatherface, the Next Generation, or something. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so they uh, he makes uh, Insidious. Yeah, which, which is released at the time by uh, whatchamacallit? Um, Film District, right? Which was Bob Bernie's new like genre startup that also released Drive and stuff. Yeah, but more importantly, he does it with Jason Plum. Yes. The master of cheap horror. But Film District didn't last very long and had very few hit movies. But Insidious was their one like unqualified like, oh, this performed really well. And once again, he was sort of back in the saw pocket where it's like he made a really good movie for a really small budget that played mainstream. True. Um, and, and now he's synced up with Jason Blum, who's the guy who understands modern horror. Uh, you know, and Insidious played TIFF, much like Saw. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was a festival movie. Had more of like a genuine buzz to Critics it. Critics liked it. They were like, this is actually well directed. It's so weird. It's I so it. yeah. good in my opinion. I have not seen chapter two, but you would love it. So does he make oh, two before Conjuring one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He goes Insidious, Conjuring, Insidious two, Furious seven, Conjuring two. That's oh, the weird. order. That's the order. I forgot that Conjuring two is after Furious yeah, baby. 7. By what time difference? Uh, One year. Crazy. 2015, 2016. Crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I think Furious 7, he did a lot of it, you know, because it was a delayed release. Right, yeah. Because of Paul Walker's death. Yes. Right. Um, right. Um, so, Insidious, they does Conjuring 1. Conjuring fucking rules. It, it slaps. Conjuring is where you're like, this guy is for real. He's the guy. Like, yeah. And now he's got a slightly bigger budget. That movie rules. Have you seen The Conjuring? No. 
Why haven't you seen every shitty and good horror movie yeah. of the last 10 years? I checked out on horror big time. I just feel like Ben's a horror boy. Yeah, you'd also love Juan. Okay. You would. And, and the other thing is, at this point, he's like, my guy is Patrick Wilson. I know. Who's I know. Right, who's this great like pine tree of American cinema who no one figures out how to no, use properly. Like, Patrick Wilson is a Broadway actor. Yes. He emerges on the the from the Full Monty right. on Broadway, and then he did Oklahoma. He's one of the most classically kind of, handsome people alive. You know, real handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, looks, you know, he's like, he played like Raul in uh, Phantom of the Opera, which is right. the sort of baby face role in that. You right, know, but like, he did Oklahoma, he did Full Monty, he was doing all these Broadway musicals. Who is I just hearing, wait, who is, I was just listening to an interview with someone who had directed him in something, fuck, what was it, where they were like, there was a scene that required singing, and they said to Wilson, like, yeah, yeah, can you handle this? I'm sorry about this. Like, you got, and Wilson just looked at him like completely baffled and was like, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'll, I'll be fine." Yeah, and then like started singing. The guy was like, "Wait a second, like, <laughs> oh, it's uh, Jason Reitman, young adult." Oh, yeah, which he's very good in that. Yes, uh, but a lot of times he's cast in that sort of like the dope or the pill. He's the yeah. guy who's tracking down the A team, right? You know, he's the the husband who's having the affair and little children, right? And I remember, like, my mom saying, like, he's such a good actor. The problem is he's actually too handsome. Like, it's distracting. It distorts any movie he's in. I mean, Jude Law had that problem. We've talked about it until he got, like, a little uh, less handsome. Yeah. (laughs) Like, kind of helped him out. And the other problem with Patrick Wilson. He's a good actor, though. The other problem is he's a real actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Like, he's not someone who's trying to be, like, a leading man movie star. He's kind of a character actor. I don't like Fargo very much, the TV show, but I think he's great in that. good in it. Yeah, and he was in the second season, Second right? season. He's the main cop in the second oh, season. Oh, yeah. He is fucking good. He's fucking I mean, great. I mean, I really think he's wonderful in Angels in America, the Mike Nichols Lovely in uh, that. adaptation of that. That's, I think that's great, a great casting performance. for him. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he did kind of, like, little children, I feel like he starts to just sort of fall off the map. Right? Yeah. You know, like, as a serious, he becomes like, you're, you're, he'll just show up in a movie and you're like, oh, Patrick Wilson. Like, he right. shows up in, like, Lakeview Terrace. He's the main. He, I mean, he is the protagonist of Lakeview Terrace. Excuse me, Samuel Jackson's the protagonist. He's not. He's the antagonist, my friend. I know, I know, I know. But like the poster is like Samuel Jackson looking at you, the audience. Like I would argue he's Patrick the Wilson's not to be seen. I would argue he's the main character. He's not the protagonist. I know. I agree. I agree. But that's um, what I'm saying. It's like, but they're trying to put him on TV. He does that like he a did gifted the man, show. right? Yeah. It's like never totally working, and then he does like, oh, I guess he's going to like slum it and do a horror movie. But Juan right. really locks into him, puts him in both Insidious, puts him in both Conjurings. Correct. And is like, I, I get this guy. This guy's real fucking solid. And the key to the Conjuring where I was just like, this is fucking brilliant, is I, I sat there and I went, oh my God, for the first time, he's figured out how to make a horror franchise that is about the human characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they've got this amazing structure where it's like, this husband and wife who have a really good marriage, but marriage is tough. They have to do the work. Right. I like that they're not bickering, but it is about like. The, Plus the con- they have a stressful job. They have a stressful they're job, exorcists. which is they're paranormal investigators <laughs> right. yeah. in the 70s, Ben. <laughs> right. They're really well-dressed 70s couple who oh, get a I'm, call like this house is haunted. I would have loved this. And they go in there and they're like, what's up, guys? And they're like, nothing. And then like, you know, do, do, do. Like right. a little music box starts playing or something. But they're like <laughs> driving to the house and they hold each other's hand and they go like, we can't let this test our marriage. Right, right. And right. I like that it, they always retain the human element of like these people. Who are trying to help other people? They're, they're like cool ghostbusters. They're based on the like hucksters who wrote the Amityville Horror. The Warrens, oh, yeah, yeah, the okay. Warrens, right? Right. The Conjuring um, is based on the same story that the Amityville Horror is based right. on. It's a more uh, like 
uh, grounded. Right, and a human version. What I just love about that, though, is right, The Conjuring and Conjuring 2 are such good ghost stories, but they still manage to spin off a bullshit, like, the haunted dolls up to no good, like, franchise out of it. Annabelle is a Conjuring spinoff. Both Annabelle's, The Nun. The Nun? Watch out for that nun. Now they got two. Is it a bad nun? This the nun's no one of the worst. Fucking good. I'd say one Whoa. of the worst. And nuns are normally very nice, right? Supposed to, well, that's never strict. Never strict. Now here's my only problem with Patrick Wilson's casting in the motion picture Aquaman, which we discussed today. Which, when his name came up in the credits, you said, "Great Oscar." I said, "I smell Oscar." Yeah. Uh, what's your only problem with the casting he's already been in the DC extended universe he played the president of the United States on the phone in Batman versus Superman <laughs> really? so what the fuck oh cause Snyder likes him too he does cause he was in um, what's it called he was Watchmen. in uh, uh, Watchmen of course yes a night talk yes an extremely detached and mediocre performance <laughs> unfortunately weird, I don't think he's bad in it yeah mediocre he's yeah. real mediocre right cause he was all in on little children yeah, Zack Snyder right. saw Little Children and was like, "That's the cast Bring of my superhero movie." <laughs> uh, boy, um, so I think that's fucked up, and I hope that the movies resolve that issue. I want the entirety of the Flash film to deal with that continuity error. Uh, <laughs> right. I want Flash traveling through time to correct that, and only that problem. Here's the other thing I want to say about Orm. Mm. The character he plays in Aquaman. Let me just check my notes here. Uh, the Ocean Master? He, well, he wants to be. Yeah. Wants to be that Ocean Master. Aspiring In the Ocean comics, Master. he's that's his... Uh, his name is Ocean Master. He's Ocean Master. That's his... That's n- a good title. That's his, his nom de crime. <laughs> if so I had to... If someone like, swam towards him and was like, what's up? What's your name? What I'd be like, uh, well, you know me, I'm just a bit of a Ocean Master. <sighs> No, but you don't even say I'm a bit of an ocean master. They go, what's your name? And you go, oh, ocean master? That's my proper name. David, I, I'm sorry to interrupt the, the flow of this uh, classic episode. Of course. Um, but I, I feel Quite like all right. you haven't commented on my, uh, my wares today. Oh, your wares. Uh, I hadn't noticed. Tell yes. me about your wares. Like you see, of course, I'm wearing this vest. Okay. Yeah. You get it? No. Vest. In, I'm an investment. I'm an investment. Investment. In I am Griffin Vest. We've pulled some stuff on this new show. New man. But this is this is next Griffin level. Invest new man. C- congratulations for that. I'm yeah. doing it in honor of our sponsor Robin today. Hood, I understand. It's an investment app that lets you buy and sell stocks and ETFs and options and cryptos commission free. That's and what you're uh, the thing is wearing the vest Right. For. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. Which for right. me, I always thought that vests were things only to be worn by the wealthy, but you can actually find a lot of nice, affordable options in the vest market these days. Uh, and Robinhood strives to make financial services work for everyone. And it's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. And it's simple. It's intuitive. I use the app all the time. Check on my stocks. Yeah. And it's very easy to digest. Right. And I'd say there are a lot of local sort of small boutique clothing companies in your neighborhood. They're probably a good way to, you know, start out in the, in the vest market. I can't believe we're doing True this. True confidence. I mean, you have to have confidence to wear a vest. I have to have confidence to barrel forward on this ad read. Please and do. that's to tell you that the other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood Too doesn't much. charge commission fees. Thank you. That's the right price. You can trade stocks. You can keep all your profits. It has easy to understand charts and market data. You can open this app. I've got it on my phone. Four taps, you've placed a trade. It's Four taps of the easy. app? Yeah, you can view collections like 100 Most Popular, entertainment stocks, social media stocks, female CEO companies, things like that. 
and you can learn to invest as you build your portfolio. It's really a really, really simple way to access a very complicated thing. I don't know. I just feel like I'd be so discouraged. Like I'd, I'd want like a free stock to get me started, but that's silly. I'm just talking out my butt here. Wait a second. What? Robinhood's giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint what? to help you build your portfolio. Apple, Ford, or Sprint? Yeah, you can sign up at check.robinhood.com. That's check.robinhood.com. <sighs> I gotta get out my checkbook. No! You don't have to get checky out. You just need to go to check.robinhood.com for a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. That's Robinhood. Somebody say my name. All right, get him out of here. Okay, check it, please. Oh, is that his sidekick, Pen? That's producer <laughs> Pen, his sidekick. <laughs> you cracked it. Cannon. One thing I want to say about Orm. Yes, Who is a comic book character. Yeah. When he was written originally... He was written as the full human, non-powered brother of Aquaman. That's his initial origin uh-huh. in the comics. Who's jealous of Aquaman. Who's jealous of Aquaman, yeah. right? And yet his name is Orm. The yes. premise is simply that the dad, what's his name? Like uh, uh, Tom or what's, what's the? Uh, Tom Curry. Yeah. yeah. The dad was like, oh, I had another son. Let's call him Orm. Yeah, and let me, let me name my half Atlantean son Arthur. Arthur, yeah, has yeah, a yeah, normal yeah, yeah, human right, right. name. Everyone else in fucking Atlantis is called like water person. So his name in the comics is Orm. Or- Orm Curry. That's his fucking name. Okay. Are you? Can you believe this? I cannot believe <laughs> it. Literally, Orm Curry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then after you know, post crisis, when they reinvent yeah. a lot of you know the DC characters, and the priority becomes let's make Aquaman cool because for a long time the albatross around Aquaman's neck was super friends. Aquaman's Saturday morning depictions yeah, right, made right, him right. into a joke. Not that he was taken super seriously in the comics. He was never taken that seriously. But, right. but because no one read it that seriously, when he was on the same show as Batman, as Superman, as Orm. Wonder Woman, the joke became, right. what can Aquaman do? He can talk to fish. It would be like, oh, and then they go to the ocean for some reason, and Aquaman can help then. Right. right. They pretty yeah. much on Super Friends only gave him the power to talk to fish and, and swim. Right. He became the classic lame. He's the joke. Jokey. Right. Even Aquaman. the Wonder Twins were lapping him. Exactly. Uh, Orm. Yes. Yeah, when they reinvent him, he's like the brother of like, he's the son of a wizard. You know, like they made okay. him a little cooler. Yeah. And that's when, and now, and then in the new 52, which uh-huh. is a, you know, you know how DC every five the years. 17th rebirth. Right. Yeah. That's when he becomes what they do in this. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that, I think that's what they're drafting off of. He's like the son of Atlanta, or is that her name? Atlanta. Uh, yeah. It also feels like um, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it feels like they took him five seconds to do that. Yeah, and worth it. Uh, worth every second. Uh, give us one dollar per second on the Patreon. Um, Ooh, it it Patreon. does feel. Oh, Jesus Christ! It feels like the emphasis is on like a lot of the nineties and the two thousands were like, let's make Aquaman badass. Let's give him a beard. Let's give him a spear hand. What's it? Five million dollar. <laughs> uh, let's give him a spear hand. Was the Peter David uh, reboot of him in the nineties? Right. He's not yeah. wearing. Now, I had some of those issues where he had the big answered. beard. Yeah, it, it felt a little, a little bit flexy to the, me. It the, felt a little like this isn't your fucking dad's Aquaman. It was, it was a little that. I mean, yeah. I I didn't mind that because I loved Peter David in the nineties. Yeah, I still love him. I mean, he's great, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it is funny to think that the Peter David Aquaman, which ran 75 issues, is the longest running Aquaman title ever. Yeah, he's never been a very successful character no. on his own, which is why it felt insane that Warner Brothers was going ahead with an Aquaman movie. But it is cool because, and I'm going to bring Ben in here. Please do. Wet, wet, it's wet. It's soaking wet. This is the wettest hero there's ever been. So we're missing the one step of one, which I just want to build this bridge between mm. his two horror Over films. the 
over the water, water over troubled Pretty water troubled water right. yeah. yeah um we both got there at the same time aqua water one dollar for each of us thank you um I don't have change. <laughs> yeah, we don't do comedy points anymore. It's just cold dollars. hard cash. Yeah, please. A pile of dollars. Venmo on the table. dollars. Uh, David's a money monster. Um, so uh, he he gets hired to do Furious Seven. Yeah. Uh, because Justin Lin leaves after doing five, what, three, four, five, four. six. Right. Um, and uh, James Wan takes over in the middle of production. Paul Walker dies. Very the sad. film was already a big fucking undertaking. Sure. Became a crazier undertaking. But the movie is insanely successful. It becomes the, the third highest grossing film worldwide at that point in yeah, time. Yeah, it was like, and it probably will never be matched in the furious. In the franchise. Yeah, right. right. So he's kind of got the keys to the kingdom at that point because they mm-hmm. went like, he took a franchise to a new height this late in the series. Yeah. He handled a really difficult nightmare production. Right. You know, all this sort of stuff. And he pointedly says, this movie kind of broke me. I don't want to be the new Justin Lin. I don't want right, to make the sequels. More of these, right. I want to do something else. So now everyone's throwing at James Wan, like, take over our franchise. He's kind of got the keys to everything. And he latches on to Aquaman. Yes. That was not the first one they offered him. I mean, they sure. were like, do you want to do a Flash movie, this or that? And he was right. like, I'm kind of into the idea of doing an Aquaman movie, which was the one they couldn't get anyone to do. Orm. Orm. Like, Jeff Nichols had turned down Aquaman. I mean, that's weird that yeah. he would make that. And James Wan was like, I'll spend all my capital on Aquaman. This is a chance for me to build a undersea universe. It's true. I mean, you're right that it is bold because as everyone who is in the biz, yeah. this business we call show, mm-hmm. knows water, expensive. Very. You add water to a picture, to a production, that's fucking expensive. Never work with water, children, or animals. Yes. And, and this movie has a lot of animals. Aquaman, not the big, yeah, a lot of animals. Yeah. You know, seahorses, you know, you know Brian, yeah. Brian Kings. And so, like, big. Book. Aquaman, not a character with a huge built in right. fan base. So, you got a you gotta real potential for bomb. And also, they've already cast an actor who is not a proven box office truck. No, as a he leading is man. Not, he is he, not. He is a proven, like, he's popular. Person. Right. Like, People like him as a figure. People just want to think about him. Come on, Big J. <laughs> he's pretty big. That's a good point. He's got little bodyguards and a big body. Oh, God, that tweet is so funny. They're like at his fucking armpits. For people who haven't seen this, it says, what is the point of Jason Moe's bodyguards? And it's Jason Moe being flanked by three men who look like me. <laughs> but they're probably like 6'2". You know, That's what's funny about right? it. It's a funny perspective photo. Um, and, you know, the thing is, poor Jason Momoa was cast right off. You know, he was in your Game of Thrones, obviously. Only 10 episodes. I didn't realize he's only in the first season. Right, I keep forgetting you haven't seen. I him, haven't watched it. But he's yeah. so—he's not even in ten. He's probably in like. Well, I actually. Yeah, I looked up on IMDb. I think he's yeah. in a full gentleman's ten. He's in the full first season. Right. Khal Drogo, major yeah. character. But you don't. Once you, if you ever do get around to watching yeah. it, Khal Drogo, you're just like, I want all that you can give me of this That's person. Why I, even though he speaks a foreign, right. made-up language, is shirtless the entire time and mostly cares yeah. about riding his horse. Yeah. He fucking rules. He's a crazy person. No, this is my thing. I've never seen Game of Thrones yeah. and because of what a big cultural impression he left, I was like, well, obviously he left the show at some point to I do movies. I thought you hadn't seen it. Right? I've never yeah. seen it. No, Khal Drogo dies. Spoiler alert. Uh, he dies. Well, this is, I just told you I haven't watched the well, show. you told me you also looked up he did 10 episodes. Like, he doesn't make it. I did. Um, but then he played Conan. Remember that? Right, which didn't work. No, but I don't think that's don't, on don't Jason. Don't blame it on him, but I'm just saying I it's... have three things to say about it. Please. One, he didn't have a beard. Get out of here. He's beardless in what that movie? What the fuck are you doing putting no beard? Yeah. He needs a beard. He's a bearded man. Yeah. No beard. Look at this shit. I 
had forgotten that. But Conan, I guess, is historically clean shaven. He looks like Conan O'Brien in okay. this. Well, I mean, come on. Get out I mean, of here. Ben, come on, get out of here and give David five bucks on Venmo. <laughs> so, with constant Venmo trades. <laughs> and two, it was directed by someone called Marcus, Marcus Nespiel, Nespiel, who so did like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. You know, so no one really, you know, that was one of those movies that was like probably filmed in like a country that doesn't exist. Or I believe whatever. it's a Millennium Films production. Uh, narrated by Morgan Freeman. I take it all back. I lost that at trivia. We lost that question at trivia. Uh, shit, I didn't remember that. So, um, I don't know but, if you can but, lay that at his But feet. before Game of Thrones, he's a guy who was on Baywatch for years as the hunky Hawaiian. Baywatch Hawaii. He is a Hawaiian American. He was born in Hawaii. And then he was on Stargate Atlantis for years. Yes. And he was kind of a weird, like, cult TV figure yeah, where it was had, like... he had dreads. Right. Have you seen his dreads? I didn't know he had dreads. Look at this cool guy. No, I like him more. I remember reading an Ain't a Cool story, not to invoke... If Ben was from California, he would be like that weird guy on like the boardwalk who sells like hacky sex. But I really am actually selling drugs. (laughs) Druggy sex. Inside. Uh, That's just a packaging system. Um, When Ana Cool ran a story announcing that he'd been cast as Conan, and I feel like they cast him before Game of Thrones had premiered. Right, but he was, they were aware of his largeness. Right. Um... The, I remember someone in the comments saying, oh my God, I can't believe this guy got a movie. My sister and I were obsessed with Baywatch Hawaii and he was our biggest crush and we used to call him call him Beechwood Candle because we imagined he smelled like a Beechwood Candle. That's funny. Right. And so I always think about that whenever I see him. Sure. I forgot that, right, you have this very- I have a very weird relationship with him. I like right. almost have never seen him in anything. I just know him as sort of like a meme and as a physical presence. And then he's like, like he was a bullet to the head. Sure. He was rumored sure. to play Drax, but then apparently turned it down. They cast Batista. Batista's amazing. In a four-time Academy Award-winning performance. Correct. Yes, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Zack Snyder said, like, this is my Aquaman. Well, He's going to unite the seven, and I'm going to have him on screen for one second in a piece of cell phone footage. <laughs> right. He is in a, BVS. That, that BVS clip DOJ. where he is clearly holding his breath underwater. Right, like, and you're just yeah. like, this is fucked. This no, whole but, thing is fucked. No, because when to me, when they cast him, I was like, that's brilliant, because one, obviously, big imposing guy uh-huh. makes sense, right? Yeah. Kind of looks like the Peter David sure. Aquaman. Two, he's like a surfer guy. Uh-huh. Water. I see what you've done here. And plus, sure. he's a person of color. Yes. You know, it, it's it's like... That's very cool. And, like, uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah. And he's Khal Drogo. Let's not forget. Um. So, still, you're right. Not a box office draw in and of himself. No. Well, now, when you had uh, Julie Andrews playing a giant squid, then... Oof, John know, Rhys Davies is the Brian King. Correct. I took too big a bite of bagel. I'm sorry. He also has weirdly done two TV shows... Yeah, since he, he did like, the Red Road, which was on Sundance and was like a flop. Mm-hmm. Um, then he's on this thing, Frontier, which I believe is like still going. Yeah, for um, uh, the Discovery Channel. Big <laughs> TV is so weird. He's got a weird career. Yeah, but it's a cart before the horse thing. They had put him like you know. He was good such- on uh, SNL. I haven't watched it's it fun. yet. I can I do my tiny gripe corner? Okay. I haven't watched the episode yet. I did watch his monologue. There was one moment uh-huh. that. Uh, Stroked a particular ire in me. You know what it is? Because then I went to Twitter to Google to see if anyone else was complaining about this. Okay. Here's the sentence. I'll say it verbatim. Okay. I'm such a big SNL fan that at one point I considered quitting from acting so I could audition for SNL. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Right. 
What's he saying? That like, oh, well, acting's a thing, but if acting doesn't work out for me, my backup is become a sketch comedian? Like, that's not acting? I, I think you're uh, you're you're reading too much into- I got uh, furious. <laughs> oh, boy, you're and furious I seven over turned here. off the episode. <laughs> I will watch it at some point. I have not missed an episode of SNL in 17 years because I'm a, a robot. You are a weird robot. Yeah. The Damon episode was actually pretty good. Damon? Mm-hmm. Matt Damon? Yes. I'll watch him. Okay. I'm behind. You I don't know what to tell you. you. Ever missed an episode. I'm behind now. Hulu. I. It's whatever. Eat a turd. Here's the other thing about Jason Momoa. Yeah. He's married to fucking Lisa He's Bonet. He's married to Lisa Bonet. You always forget that. Lisa Bonet from a different world. He's Zoe Kravitz's oh. stepdaughter. Yeah, Step Lenny dad. Kravitz's ex-wife from fucking High Fidelity. And, and he still Cosby. hangs out with Lenny Kravitz. They took pictures together on Instagram. We're friends too. Wait, you, you, you and, and who? who? Big J. <laughs> So you're part of Big J's posse now. Yeah. And he has several tattoos. He's got a lot. Including one that reads, always be drunk in French. Sure. Now they're doing this thing. A, they'd committed to Aquaman having a budget of like $250 million. This thing must have cost a fortune. I haven't seen a reported budget, but it must have cost so much and fucking money. And it's all money. up there on the it screen, is David. all up there on the screen. And more. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but the other thing is. I want to be clear. This movie is great. It's so good. David loves it. It's so fucking good. My, here's my review, and we'll dig into it. I think it's the <laughs> only movie. Gonna, he I, had this review uh, ready when the fucking credits ready. were rolling. I got cards ready. Ben's itching a card, and I'm going to get it, but I'm going to say it. It's the only movie I've, simul- I've seen that's simultaneously a 1 and a 10. But I'm, I'm saying it's also a 10, Ben. I'm saying it's a Ben Do it, 10. Ben. Do it. Ben's slipping the fingers. It's a big rock card. It's a big rock card. Yeah, you get smashed with the big oh, rock. Oh, no. <laughs> shit. Oh, that hurt. I love a new card. So it's a Big rock. How big are we talking? The card stock is thin, but somehow the card is heavy. It's a big rock. It's a big rock card. I actually need to calm myself down. Here we go. Yes. So, yes, it was a crazy swing for like... Jason Momoa hasn't led a big studio movie. Sure. Aquaman, not a big hero. And yet here Justice we are. Justice League, we're still not making work. Justice League, a flop. But at that point, they're well into yeah, production. No, no, no. Right. That's, but what's I, crazy. Right. That's true. But I'm just saying, yeah. right, like this movie isn't being helped by no. any of these no, factors. No, none of these things. Right. Uh, um, and, and so you feel like there's a lot of potential for a lot of meddling and second guessing here. That's true. That DC would come in and be like, ah, fuck, Justice League didn't work. So uh, can Aquaman have like a fun rapping dog right. as his sidekick? Like, uh, oh, shit, what should we do? Right, right. right. Can Supreme sponsor his armor? <laughs> oh, anything. Come on, come can, on. Can Aquaman teach me how to Dougie? <laughs> um, no, but but you go like, like Justice League was entirely like, oh, fuck. How do we respond to the Batman versus Superman response? Yes. I'm sorry, yes. Batman v Superman. Right. Justice League is like, look, what it's fun. We're having right. a fun time over here. Right, what like are you talking too about? much weird overcorrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wonder Woman, we all know, kind of slipped through the cracks. Well, Wonder Woman DC was like, that'll make, what, six or seven dollars? Right. I've Who never cares? heard of her. It's a write-off. Here's the star woman, uninteresting. Whoever, <laughs> yeah. whoever greenlit this has been fired, yeah. We I can assume. write this off as charity, right? right? <laughs> and then it makes like $800 million. They're like, oh, I, I guess people like that. Yeah, it's a wonderful film. But, but it, it, is. it looked more likely, despite the fact that James Wan was coming off of a mega hit, True. Several mega hits in a row. But there was already that kind of narrative of like poor James Wan. Like, He's going to he get swallowed saddled by this with thing. this thing. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I was even sort of seeing online that kind of like, yeah, when Aquaman flops, we can't blame James Wan. I mean, right. what a thankless task. It's a Warner right. Brothers fucked it up. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Right. 
And for all I know, maybe this film will underperform in America. I have no idea. It seems like it's going to do fine from detracting. My other big thing. This is the first movie I've seen that seems like it is completely uninterested in North American audiences. If it works here, fine. This feels like it was a movie made for Asia. I have one counterpoint. Sure. I think Venom has that too. Now, Venom is so ineptly made yes. that it's hard to argue that Venom had any conscious uh-huh. purpose. Yes. But it also has that slightly gooey, big monster vibe that I feel like this has. It kind of feels like and Korean horror, like it feels like The Host or something. Right. I'm doing the hindsight with its weird that comedy. Movie made an astonishing amount of money in China. $900 million worldwide. <laughs> it truly, uh, I it think, really is, is about just such a huge hit. $900 million. It made half of Wonder Woman's money in America and has eclipsed it worldwide. Yeah. For example, bananas. Like, yeah. Um, so I think Venom also has that vibe a little bit. What's different with Aquaman is Aquaman to me that feels conscious and deliberate because I, I, I look at this right. and I go, it kind of has the world building of like Chinese mythology. It has sort of the sort of intensity and density of like binge watching an entire season of an anime show, mm-hmm. like a deep cut dorky anime show, and it also feels a lot like a Bollywood epic to me, where it's just like excess. Like, there are no peaks and valleys. It's all just fucking big. It just runs. It just runs. It's it really huge. doesn't have it's any long. chill out moments. I-, I turned to you at one point and said, this is the fucking Finnegan's Wake of Movies. You did say this that. This is the densest film in American cinema history. I think you said exactly that. Yes. Yes. I was taking note of my lines because I want to repeat them on right. mic. But it is, it is a crazy fucking film. And I saw someone yesterday. Now, you and Ben both just go like, 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Like, I just had an Atlantean crown on my head when the movie was over. My dick turned into a trident. David, at several points in the movie, (laughs) genuinely turned to me and went, rules, rules, rules. (laughs) When a character goes like, your mother had to leave in order to marry you based on the promise of the force. I was saying both that the movie rules and that I loved all the rules the movie was introducing. It was that scene where Orm is like, of course I'll need four of the seven kingdoms to claim the title of Ocean Master. And as we know, three of the kingdoms are this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) Now this is where the movie really feels like anime to me. Definitely. Like an anime series where it's just like, there's no conversational dialogue in this film. No. Any conversational dialogue is like video game cutscene level where it's like, huh, I guess I was asking for that. Like, right. that, it's characters like that with a lot of intensity and or attitude explaining right. a lot of world building. Because like there's that like some of the scenes in the trailer, like the one where he's like, I could have just peed on it. Yeah. People are like, Jesus, fuck, is this a Nickelodeon show? <laughs> like this is terrible. But it's like that's just the vibe. Right, and also... It's like a Resident Evil 4 cutscene. Right, in the movie, the jokes are so fucking big and are only cut by, like, more exposition that it's a little more welcome (laughs) than if you imagine, like, there's a nice conversational scene like Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman on a boat. No, Wonder Woman's like, let's slow down. Let's understand these characters. Let's get to know everyone. This movie never slows down. I genuinely, like, got a headache from it, which I'm not complaining about. Sure. But it was just, like, you walked out of the theater and we were like, we just need to, like, adjust to, like, silence for we, we took like bit. a half hour walk. We took a you. long walk you and off I. a short pier. <laughs> and we joined Orm. We joined Orm. No, no, because that's like Orm, right? Yeah. Like Orm. I'm gonna say his name a lot. Orm. You love Orm? Him. Orm. Yeah. I mean we got a or- Gord. Now we got Orm. Gord is a little bit, oh, I'd say, Uh-oh. more quality. Oh, he's got his hands on some okay. <laughs> More quality, you know. Gorn is a top shelf. Yeah, it's, item. it's a yeah. finer he- thread count on Gorm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Now Orm, like yeah. 
You never learn a fucking thing about him. You don't know no. anything. Like, what is what does this guy do? I have no idea. Yeah. Everything you know about Orm is that he's the son of this and he's the you know right. brother of that, and that's why he behaves the way he does. And, and he that's that. Only speaks in explanations of this. Yes. He only speaks right. like he's a fucking Roman senator, right? And like, it's all just reliant on Patrick Wilson's look and performance yeah. for you to get what's going no, you on. You know what? Video right. game cutscene is very dead on, yes. and we don't mean that as a negative, but it is like the dialogue scenes in this film serve to set up the stakes for the crazy visual shit that's going to happen in the same way that a dialogue cutscene in a video game has to prepare you to play the next level. Yes, I mean, that's, I mean, it's like a video game cutscene in like a Final Fantasy, like, you know, where it's like the cutscenes actually are required. Right. Because like, like, you know, and it's in those video games where you're like, oh, can I skip this? And the video game's like, nah. Yeah. You know, and then you have to watch it and then you're like, like, mm, otherwise you're mm. not going to understand the objective of the scene. Right. And you know, you know, for one minute you're like, oh, this is dumb. The and then like, yeah. Right. And then like three minutes later you're like, I'm fully emotionally invested yes. in this, right? Yes. Um, but, but you know, to some people, as we're describing this, this might sound like a nightmare. The thing is, mm. this movie just has, like, such fucking audacity. Right. And such it's imagination. Un- it's got that Wachowski vibe. The Wachowskis are better. Yes. But, like, they're better than everyone. But, right. like, it has that, which, that unembarrassed vibe. That that's sort of like this is what we're doing. We're not trying to be like not. Silly, it is truly right? one of the nerdiest films I've ever seen. It's quite Aquaman. nerdy. It is quite nerdy. Quite and it, nerdy about Atlantis. And that's the thing. <laughs> there are no attempts to try to make Aquaman hipper cool. No. Like they make him like the triumph is making him less cool. Yes. Like you know he's no longer the Snyder thing where it's like he wears jeans and no shirt. Right. Like the triumph of the movie is you like he's in finally the in costume gold. and it's right. It's like bright orange. <laughs> and the other thing is the MacGuffin of this movie is the trident because Snyder famously was like, "This was your take. This is a smart right. take. Trident isn't cool enough. He needs to have five blades. Yeah, and you're right. like, but then it's not a trident anymore. Try. try. It's not like that's going to accomplish anymore. Try means three. And this movie is literally Willem Dafoe rolling out a map and he's like, you must find the true trident. And he's like, I have one of those. And he's like, no, that sucks. <laughs> Fuck that thing. Right. So like the no, movie. It is, it's like his mom's or whatever. But, but a, it is a crucial moment in the movie that it gets like cut in half. But, yeah. but it is like, you know, on a, on a surface level, the movie is saying like Aquaman needs to learn to wear a dorkier costume and have a simpler weapon. Right. He has to stop trying to like show off how badass he is. Yes. You know. And that's the thing is like when the movie. Right. The movie's premise is like we all know Aquaman. He's that fun guy from Justice League who says my man. <laughs> And Aquaman's like, yeah, and he's like drinking a giant beer, right? Right, that's the setup. And it's like, what we need him to understand is that the politics of Atlantis are very complicated, and he needs to learn about that. I would say there is one scene in this movie that feels like it's from a human movie. Go ahead. A normal human American movie, Uh which is uh, him at the bar. Oh, you mean when the tough guys are like- You think they're trying to start a fight with him, and so they want selfies, and then he drinks a lot, and David was so- Charm. Can I confess? Yeah. I was so fooled by that. Yes. Like when they came, because this is still early in the movie. Yes. So what we've had so far, when we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll but talk. Let's, let's say this. So it opens okay, with. Let's let's go to the front. It opens with Jason Momoa saying, Jules Verne once. <laughs> and you and I both, this, like all three of us just start pumping our fists in the air. And Joanna's like, can you keep it down? Yeah. <laughs> People are looking at me. Yeah, exactly how this movie should start. And I should mention, by the way, <laughs> we're going to talk about it a little bit. There's a couple in front of Ben and I at the theater oh, yeah. who are talking, but like full conversation talking at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're just the having regular voice conversation. Regular I voice conversation. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Jules Verne once said, and Aquaman lays out the story of his father, a humble lighthouse keeper, walking to the end of the dock and seeing 
Atlanta, Georgia. On a Queen very of rainy night. Very rainy night. Wet. 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 Nighttime. Night wet. <laughs> night wet. <laughs> uh, ben, can you pause the podcast for a second? I just want to ask uh, David a personal question. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. So just mark this and then cut it out, obviously, because I just, I, I have a, a question I forgot to ask David before we start. Yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Huh? David, um, do you love movies? I do love movies. Okay, well, th- th- this is where it's going to get really personal. Okay. Do you go to the theater so often that your hair smells like popcorn and the bottom of your shoes are always sticky? I'm famous for my sticky shoes. And your smelly hair. Okay, Ben, make sure this doesn't make it into the feed, okay? Okay. I got to tell you a secret. Okay. At nearly 500 episodes, the Slash Filmcast is one of the longest running, most popular movie podcasts on the planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it well. Yeah. Hosted yeah. by David Chen and Devendra Hardware and from Engadget and Jeff, Jeff Kanata from Toy Totally Rad Show. Yeah, you know, you know, clearly the Slash Film cast is an informed, irreverent, entertained discussion of every movie you go see or wish you could. Yeah, they got celebrity guests. Uh, they have the annual summer movie wager. Ah, uh, yes. They Try to guess the box office. They've got the very judgmental Slash Film Court where movie-related dilemmas are adjudicated. And it makes the show more like it's like a movie and TV lovers can't miss podcast of the week. Yeah. So, you know, here's the real secret. Ben, just make sure, like, put the mark here. Ben, don't you cut can, back no, in the podcast no, until after can, this. No, you can, yeah. No, because I don't want people knowing this. Okay. You, you can find the Slash Filmcast wherever you download podcasts. Oh. Anywhere that you download podcasts. You can find it. But also, you can go to SlashFilmcast.com. You could. Yeah. Could you, you could, you you could do that. Okay, Ben, now cut back in. What's up? So, he rescues Atlanta, and immediately you go, oh, they're letting Nicole Kidman have fun. She's, like, talking to a dog and eating a goldfish. That's true. Because Nicole Kidman had been offered uh, the queen role in Wonder Woman. That's right. Turned Turned it down. down. At that point, you imagine she's like, I'm Nicole Kidman. I don't want to play the and in a superhero movie. I don't want to play the superhero's mom. Right, and what, Connie Britton played that role? Yes. Like, not the sexiest role. No, she's good in it. She's solid in it. But, like... At the time, it was like, oh, fuck. Is she only taking Aquaman because she regrets passing on Wonder Woman? But this is a role that is so much more well-suited to uh, Nicole Kidman and her weird, like, avant-garde, large ventrier theater taste. I will say another thing. Maybe this is mean. Yeah. I do like Nicole, though. Uh Uh-huh. The the age smoothing, you know? Tamara Morrison looks kind of crazy. Looks it's really like, weird. Like, I know what he looked like younger, and this yeah. wasn't it. No. Whereas Nicole, who has a very smooth face, I'm not being... That's all we're saying. I'm just saying her face is quite smooth, yeah. has been for a long time. Yes. Look, like It works so well on her, where I'm like, oh yeah, it kind of looks like Nicole Kidman from a few years ago. Right, right, but also to the degree where they have to age her up in the later stuff. Exactly. Because she looks too young. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, spoiler. But Nicole's being fun. Nicole's being fun, and you're like, so is this like Splash? Uh, sure, sure, yeah. But, well, they got it, but they got a. Well, it moves because so it's fast. like she meets That's him, and then cut right. to them in bed. She's pregnant, right? Cut to uh, some her reading him a story. Yeah, uh, right. Little Art, little Arthur, little Artie, and then a bunch of Aqua soldiers come in. Now Ben gets amped because they start fighting off these guys. To be clear, Aqua soldiers, Aqua soldiers. Okay, these are guys in white. Uh, atmosphere suits. Now, that's like, the thing. Uh, they look maybe like a scuba suit, but the thing is, it's the opposites to keep the water in. There's in. water in the suit. Keep they have in. helmets, their faces you see from between, betwixt a, a water screen. You know, someone could maybe have mentioned this earlier in the movie, but apparently like the highborn Atlanteans, like your Nicole Kidman's, yeah. 
can breathe out of water. Yes, they mentioned Everyone else needs the water. They, they mention, mention it, like it a little hour. later in the movie, but boy, do they ever mention <laughs> they it. They do. They do. Yes. Yeah. Right. So they're only our main characters can breathe on land. Uh, and these other characters now need to create uh, uh, water suits, uh-huh. which immediately you're like, he's coming with better logic than the fucking Justice League thing where you're like, are they going to have to make a bubble every yeah, time they that. talk? Fuck that. Can none of them? Br- no, like, what the fuck that. is going on? But now here's another thing. They've got lasers powered by water. They water got, lasers. They got hydro lasers. They do David, have hydro. I agree. I agree that they fucking Water rule. turns into laser. So they do this big fake CGI wonder where Nicole Kidman, Academy Award winner Nicole Kidman, That's accurate. we stand a legend, fights all these aqua soldiers, and as she You've hits them, and- water comes out, and Ben cool. gets amped. It's cool. And uh, uh, she's taken. She is taken. Oh, no, 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 no. She leaves with the sort of like, I'm going to have, they're oh, going to come for me. She surrenders. So yes, she, right, she, right. she fights them off, but then goes back. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'll see you. At, let's be honest, probably the end of this film. Right. On this dock at sunrise. Then the movie hard cuts to a submarine. (laughs) A Russian submarine. Yes. Yes, it does. And we're introduced to Black Manta and his father. Of course. What are you talking about? Blacker Manta. Beach Manta. Yes. Michael Beach. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. That's right. Who I think is a fucking movie star. So what do you, yeah, I mean, he's in the Get Down. I knew him in that. I tried watching half of Baywatch on a plane. Oh, right. I've never seen it. And it's a Baywatch. nightmare, but yeah. I was like, this is the only guy who's funny in this movie. Uh-huh. Who is this guy? Is this some comedian I don't know about? Then I realized he was the guy from the Get Down, which I didn't recognize him from. He's a Clarence in that. Then yeah. he was in Not the, the greatest showman. He plays Zendaya's brother. He does. And I was like, this guy can do fucking anything. I know. I mean, underserved in that movie, but yes. He's underserved in almost every movie because he's the lead of every film. I guess he could have been the lead. I just think this is a guy who's got a lot of range, a lot of versatility, a lot of charisma. Did I blow up? No, I blew it. I'm blowing everything today, baby. Blowing this. (laughs) Ben's bad. (laughs) Just back off the mic a little bit. I think this guy's great, and I think he's great in every genre. And I got real excited when he's playing Black Manta, who is a very cool looking character. So. I don't know much about the Aquaman comics. I know nothing. I'm a Marvel boy. I know maybe more than you, but still, I ha- would have a few. I was a big Batman guy, and the rest of the DC Universe, I didn't fuck with that But much. I had, I knew who Black Manta was. I'm sorry, Bartman. Go on. Because of his design, Ben. He would show up in the, the iconography, in the trading the saucer-shaped cards. saucer-shaped helmet with he the red eyes. He looks very like 50s sci-fi movie, which looks was always cool. fucking awesome. It's a great costume. And then when they posted that trailer, I think it was the second trailer uh-huh. that had the extended sort of cut of their big fight scene. Yeah. And people were like, geez, this looks goofy. I was like, what do you mean this looks goofy? Yeah, what are you talking yeah, like about? a goofy movie looks goofy. This looks amazing. An extremely goofy movie looks even goofier. <laughs> do you like sea crime? <laughs> What are you, some sea crime apologist? Is this the greatest episode we've ever done? You don't want sea justice? <laughs> no, you want sea crime. They're not pirates. Now, to be fair, they're right. like they're way yeah. beyond that. The opening of this movie you could basically call Sea Crime League, right? You right. could. Yeah. Now, this is where this movie, I, I'm starting to realize the narrative ambition of yes. just how deep they're going because it's like, okay, we're introduced to Black Man to this early on. Now, clearly what they're going to set up is that Aquaman kills Black Manta's father, and the movie is Black Manta wanting revenge. Right. They're, like, weird, independent. To the point, they have a weird, like, sea craft. To the point where, like, I am watching the movie, and I'm like, I could have sworn Black Manta 
was uh, a, a human and not an Atlantean. Like right, in my limited right, understanding, because I was like, "What they're are they trying to up that they're like Navy SEALs and then he becomes a supervillain?" Right. They are elite criminals, right? Very elite. Yeah, and and Michael Beach has that monologue that we were talking about off mic, where he, right, he's like, "Listen, your father." Black Manta. Yes. Except he wasn't Black Manta. He was just Manta. My but, father. Right. right He's my talking father. about your, the your first Manta. Right, right, right. He right. was Manta in World War II. And then he went back to the sea. And I was like, he went back to the They've sea? They've just taken over a Russian submarine, right. attacked For a bunch of men. unknown. And then Michael Beach turns to uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen and says, uh, this feels like a good time to tell you. My father, your grandfather. <laughs> and gives him the speech knife. of the right. history of the knife. Yes. Okay, so you're just like, wait, how is this character Meanwhile, set up? Meanwhile, like Jason Momoa is like, howdy, and like, you know, right. hitting people with his pecs. Like, right, and yeah. he's doing the classic wand flip that they do in Furious 7, and where that, when they throw a guy, the camera tilts what? with the guy. Right. Right. Um, the perspective shifts. Yes. Uh, the, the, when the rock, rock bottoms Jason Statham or whatever, yes. he does that. Yeah, move. exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so then... He comes head to head. They're all fighting Aquaman's Aquaman. Like, right. Aquaman's like, you're you're messing up this submarine. Yeah. Uh, no good. Which, by the way, I just love that Michael Beach's two December releases are Aquaman and If Beale Street Could Talk. He's very good in it. Michael Beale Beach playing play. tough but intense. Michael Beach of Third Watch. Yes. He played the dirtbag husband in ER. Yes. But playing supportive, but, but somewhat haunted fathers. This is true. In this Aquaman true. and Beale Street. Yes, this is all true. But I also love that, right. Aquaman right now. He's yeah. not concerned with Atlantis. No, he just... He's been in the Justice it's League. It's literally just sea justice. So, right, he's like, there's a crime at sea. Aquaman is there. I'm the sea cop. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm a lone sea cop. So he... Now, they're fighting him. Them. He tridents or or five-dents Michael Beach. Yeah. And and Manta is... He doesn't even serious. know. He just throws, like, a pipe through him. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he pipe punctures him. But then him. he unpipes him. He's like, all yeah. right, unpipe. Yeah. But then some shit falls on him, remember? Some, yeah. like, you know, because, oh, it's because Michael Beach throws a grenade or something. Right. So some oh, shit falls no, on him. Michael Beach is, like, because because uh, his son is going to try to save no, that, him. That's later. That's later. That's later. First, he throws a grenade at him. Or he shoots a explosive. He throws two grenades? And something blows up and it falls yeah. on him. Because they already have kind of crazy technology at this point. And you're right. like, what world is this movie yeah, set yeah, in? Who fucking knows? Right. And all this shit's on him. And Black yeah. Manta's like, uh, you know, help me. And Aquaman's like, you know, the sea, beg to the I, sea. Right, like, right. Ask the sea for justice. Yeah. And, and he's leaves. still Little riding mean. his Snyder shirtless tattoo look and yes. his jeans Plus look. jeans, right. That's uh, sea law. Jeans and boot. That is sea law, according right. to Ben. So apparently then, this is all above board. My, right. Michael Beach kills himself so that his son will will save himself. Yes. And uh, he gets up to land uh, on his weird stingray ship and immediately is like, ah, justice. Right? Yes. So you're like, okay, I get that this is a revenge thing, but also who the fuck is this guy? So now the movie cuts back to Aquaman at the bar, right? Yeah. Yes. And he's drinking with his pops. Pops. The people, guys come up and they're like, hey, you that aqua guy from the TV. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is so Where's fucking hacky. Yeah. We just saw him beat up Michael Beach and, you know, like, we really right. need, like, another badass scene. Yeah, I, don't I want genuinely yeah. fall for it. Right. Right. Truly. And then the joke is they're like, Can they we want get a selfies. Selfie? And, and he's like, like, okay. Angry in the selfies. Right. And then you see through the course of selfies, he gets drunk with them and starts having a great time. And it's a lovely thing. The first Oscar was delivered then by me. <laughs> to be clear, I brought in a, a, a garbage bag of 12 Oscars, <laughs> and I would throw them at the screen every time I liked it. Best supporting selfie. Uh, oh, God. Tom Morrison, ego, father of Aquaman, mm. Boba Fett, and Moana. Mm-hmm. That's quite a lineage. Moana. 
I mean, he was the man who asked us to consider the coconut and consider its trees. I think Christopher Jackson was the singing voice. But yes, fair enough. Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah. What are you Jack. He's cool, too. Yeah, he rolls. Uh, he's going to be a guest on Mrs. Peregrine. <laughs> Both of them together. <laughs> to be clear. Jackson will do no. the singing. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll do the talking. I'll say this. If we ever do a Moana episode, that's yeah. our goal. <laughs> Bring them both in, and if everyone they want to sing, yeah. Christopher Jackson can be like, oh, it's me now. And, yeah. That's a big thing I miss from like the 90s Disney musicals when they started going after bigger names, and it would right. always be a different singing voice. Right. Right. It would be like, the weirdest one was B.D. Wong as the romantic lead of Mulan, but Donny Osmond did the singing voice, right. despite B.D. Wong being a, a lovely singer. Great Broadway singer. Don't yeah. know what's going on there. Yeah, they just Mulan. wanted... What? I know some people really like that movie. I think Mulan is okay. It's really. Iffy. I think the song. I don't like the song. I like the song. I like. Oh, it's well, got some good stuff. in I it. I like the animation and I like the yeah. the central plot. The songs. The action me. sequences in Mulan are very good. Mm. It was the yes, best Disney yes. had ever done large scale serious action. I yes. don't think the movie totally worked. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, talk about Aqua, my man. Um, He's talking about how much this they miss his mother. Mira shows up at this point. Right. They're driving on the side of the, the ocean. That's right. Uh, in their SUV. Yeah, that's and right. And Mira up shows up, up. And immediately they like, you. as I said, you can't figure out if yeah, they- Yeah, Mira's like, you need to come to Atlantis. There's a lot of important shit going on. But it feels like the exact conversation she had with him in Justice League when right. he's like, no, hard pass. Right. And he does that again. Drives on. Right. And she's like, what about the Justice League thing? Uh, right, right. He's and, like, yeah, whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and he's like, I'm into justice. I'm not into sea justice. <laughs> you know, like, because she's like, you said you didn't want to help anybody, right, but, but you helped them. Right. Can't save the world he, alone. He's a land person. He's a land person. So and, now, then he drives off. Okay, yeah. so here's some things that I'm thinking. Yeah. One, well, then how do you get his trident? How do you learn what, all this shit? The, right. Like, he's like, never been? What did yeah. he go last time? And then the other thing I'm thinking is, uh, whoa, this scene looks like Ponyo because then it's like a big ocean. You right. know, the car is out racing like a tidal wave. Yes. She can control liquid. No, but she doesn't do that. That's Orm. I know, but I'm just setting then it she, up. Then she saves them. Right. right. She makes a little seawall and she saves them even though the father gets uh, uh, badly hurt. She has to suck the water out of his lungs with That's her hand. Kind of cool. Kinda cool. Um, but yes, at this point you're going like, wh- where the fuck is this going? And uh, Mara and Aquaman stand onto the edge of a cliff. And then this movie starts employing like one of the weirdest narrative structures ever. It's true. Which I can only equate to Speed Racer. Yeah. Where there were like aren't flashbacks. They're just transitions where there are flashbacks like Russian nest, Oliver doll Stone's nested. Alexander also does this. Where it's just sort of jumping from period to period with yeah. no, with abandon. But the thing yes. that he's doing in this that's very Speed Racer is yeah, like is you the, don't the, have the cuts. Wipes. Right, yes. Right, so it's like, you, like Mara to, and yeah. Aquaman will be talking. The camera will spin around them. And then once it gets to the other side, now it's, it's Defoe. Young Aquaman and, and Young Defoe, Aquaman. Right. And then when it moves around again, it's back to present day. There's also like middle Aquaman. There's like teen Aquaman who's kind yeah. of cute. Where he's like, oh, oh fuck you. Well, I want to be Aquaman right now. Where's my mom? It's the Moana-aged Aquaman. It is. And they've set up this idea that like he grew up on the land, but then Volko, who's played by Willem Dafoe, would periodically yeah, come up just, to like, land to train like, him. What's up, bro? And be like, I'm at no one's uh, uh, authorization. Well, I his just mom's come. authorization. But he's saying that the mom is. Well, he says that later. Right, so, God, it's so confusing. He's like, I swore an oath to your mother to train you, so here I am to train you. He's, he's like, like, can I meet my mom? To... She's like, yeah. she's super busy right now, but yeah, yeah, maybe later. So you're like, he's covering for the fact that she's dead. Right. And then he finally he says, tells her right. four flashbacks, him, which right. means one hour later. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, your mom uh, vanished, and she was executed by someone, threw her into the darkest uh, 
what's it called? The trench kingdom right. from which she was never seen or dead. So obviously 100% she's definitely dead. But there's this notion that, uh, and I turned to Griffin and I said, like, guess she's dead. That's it. We won't see her again. Right. Orm is trying to steal the throne because he's next in line, but the trench one kingdom. person who could challenge trench kingdom, yes, Tragic King, the one person who could Tragic challenge kingdom. Orm for the throne yep. is Arthur first born. Yes. So she's like, come on down. Just have a quick laudatorial battle. She, she does pull a prices right. She says, come on down. She says, come on down. <laughs> Aqua prices. Spin right. the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that penny. <laughs> Gotta get that dollar. Oh my God. Oh my God, what a masterpiece. Sorry, <laughs> I just have to think about this for more. Yeah. So then they go down, Ben. Listen up. Enters. Here we go. No, water no. car. Here, here, yeah, here's when I get a fucking water erection is when she's in her water car. She gets in like the fucking highway, right? To right. the gate. And and he's like, oh, why are we doing this? And she's like, well, you know, Atlantic, Atlantis customs control. But luckily I have diplomatic clearance. That's and the I'm just point like, where you say rules, rules, rules. That's when you turn to me and said rules, 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 rules. That was it. That was oh it. Oh my God. She's like, those are the hydro cannons. No one could get past those. And immediately I was like, we're, someone's getting past those like like another within thing, 10 minutes. Another thing that might sound like faint praise and your mileage may vary, but this movie does answer every fucking possible <laughs> question you could have because all characters do is explain the rules I have of their one universe. Remaining question. Which is? How do they go to the bathroom? Because <laughs> it's all water. Well, Ben had one question before the movie that was also not answered Do they shower? <laughs> Yeah, but they use air to shower. Yes. Right? They must. That's the trick. Yeah, right. Therein lies the rub. Yeah. Uh, so now they're underwater, and this portion of the movie, the way that they do not take time slowly introducing you to the world, feels like if you went to a uh, all-you-can-eat buffet, and then they just came to your table with the entire buffet and dumped it on your plate. Sure. Like, they're not waiting for you to be like, first, try some egg rolls. Right. Then come back for a salad course. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? you know, this is a combination platter right, right away. Right. Yes. Then the combination is everything. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. It's like squid, but also like squid eggs. Right. Like, you know. Right. And they're like, of course, there are five kingdoms the kingdoms of the trench, the brine kingdom. As we all know, yes. there are five kingdoms. So there's Atlantis. Yeah. They, they're blue. They're uh-huh. kind of bluey. And, and they're pretty humanoid. Right. Then there's Green Kingdom that I always forget the name of, which is ruled over by Dolph Lundgren. It's called Zebel. Right. I don't know why. Yeah. I looked it up in the comic books. It like exists in something called the Aqua Dimension. Right. Would love to know more. Uh, he is Mira's father. I want to know more. Exactly. He's Mira's father. Yes. yes. He's an angry bearded man who rides an angry bearded seahorse. They'd ride seahorses. This is the key thing. Right. Patrick Wilson and the Atlanteans ride sharks. Yes. They have a they have a fucking summit. Yes. At like underwater Coliseum. Okay. So at this point in the movie. The uh, couple that is sitting in front of us. Stay out. Because it is taking longer for us to explain the section of the movie than it takes for the movie to get through it. Sure. This maybe is 12 minutes, right? I guess so, yeah. yeah, Like maybe even 10. Like this thing's moving so fucking fast. But uh, this couple in front of us, when the sharks come on screen, he takes out his phone and starts showing her videos of the time he went diving with sharks. (laughs) It's videos from his cell phone of him in the cage with the sharks coming up. Oh my God. Uh huh. And we're like, just fuck already. Just put us out of our misery. Um, no. There's five kingdoms. Okay, five kingdoms. Uh, Atlanteans. Yeah. Zebel. The Brine Kingdom. We don't see them. Yeah. It turns out they're crab people. The Trench. <laughs> the Trench. 
they mentioned that they're kind of animalistic. Right, and then Jamon Hunsu's kingdom? The fisherman kingdom. The fisherman. Now, you now they fish- are fishmen. Yeah, drop the ur. Yeah, it's, it's cleaner. Ur. It's clean. <laughs> they're fishmen. <laughs> they're fishmen. Fish women, right. fish children. Right. Uh, um, they're jo- big fish. Yeah. But So what we are hearing Tim in Burton, this is Tim like- Tim Burton, Tim Burton, hashtag Tim Burton. The more warlike- uh, people are the Atlanteans and the Zebel, the Patrick Wilson and Dolph Lundgren. Right. They're ready to launch a war on the surface right now. Right. They know the fishermen and the brine kingdom have to be kind of brought in line. There are two big tasks for because any character in this film. kingdoms, you're the ocean master. We all know it. <laughs> we know this can, to be true. Can you control, I'm getting a text. All of our girlfriends have dumped us. <laughs> all 27 people Ben has been on dates with in the last week have said. Interesting. Everyone I've ever had dis. sex with is disavowing any knowledge of me? Wow, interesting. Oh, I've been fired from all jobs. <laughs> oh, no. Let's check the Patreon. These things are coming to lifeline. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, so there's also the, uh, the Trench Kingdom. Now, there's two other kingdoms. That we don't see? That I believe are just unaccounted for. Now, uh, Sequel! Hello! Yes, we were also arguing, we'll get to it, but there was another, there's another space you see in the film, right. and your girlfriend was arguing that perhaps that was a kingdom, and I was arguing it was not. Uh, because it's not underwater, but it kind of is. And it felt like it wasn't on their radar, like they weren't really keeping tabs but on that But they are thing. also kind of, they kind of talk about the, like, the trench and the other two kingdoms as sort of like, written off. Like, no right. one's heard from those kingdoms in forever. Right, but then when you get to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom... <laughs> It's filled with dinosaurs. The worst kingdom. It's an underground ocean. Yeah, thank you. That's a good joke. There are dinosaurs in that kingdom. It's true. Unaddressed, by the way. Yeah. They're just sort of walking around. It's at the core of the earth. Yeah, I want to be clear that this film is very good. It, very uh, yeah. good. It's a I fine film. Like Ten it. stars. <laughs> Fish. Can we? Ten of plankton. <laughs> I don't want to regurgitate material here, but Ben, can you pull up your Twitter review just so we can go over those talking points? I want to make sure we cover them. Sure. But uh, another thing that's happening, I mean, you you would uh, sort of systematically, whenever a new element got introduced, run over to me, like, everything. They got everything. They're covering everything. It's all I the want. things. It's all the things. I think at one point I said, I have to take an oath of silence now. Yeah, you did say that. This movie's too good. I can't talk. <laughs> we're eating Cheetos popcorn out of a bucket, Ugh, drinking yeah. bottled water because we're Aqua Boys. <laughs> and and Ben and David are on either side of me, losing their mind. Yep. Um. So so then they very they very quickly get to the gladiatorial battle, right? Yeah. Well, so right. He's uh, Orm. They 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 have a little convo in like a fucking ghost ship. With uh, with an air bubble with Willem Dafoe where he's like, right. yeah, I'm not really Orm's guy. I'm your guy. No, Zuko can breathe. Oh, you're saying in an air bubble, not they make an air bubble. His yes, name is cool. Volko. Volko. I'm sorry. Jesus fucking Christ. Zuko is from The Last Airbender. I know. Uh, yeah, no, they have, they, they have the combo where Willem Dafoe's like, I know I'm working for Orm, but I'm on your side. Dolph's hair is just waving in the water. They, also, they have the thing where it's like if they're talking underwater, there's kind of like an echo to their voice. Um, which works better than it sounds. Which are just like, God, the balls they have to commit to all of this shit. There's one scene that's just James Wan's balls. Yeah. Just a shot of them. Yeah, and you commit to it. And you're like, God, these are great. This movie feels like, and I want to make it clear, I say this in a positive way. Yeah. 
You know, like the hacky joke, like of like, oh, like do a bunch of cocaine and try to write your screenplay. Sure. This feels like a movie where every step was done on cocaine. But it feels like where the it, screenplay was written on cocaine. Yeah, Post production was done on cocaine. But it feels like it, was done on the cocaine. screenplay was written by Atlanteans yes, on cocaine. Correct. You know what I mean? Because they're correct. like, well, we got to get this part about our culture into the movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we should mention there was a part in our screening where the projector broke down because the uh, Cineopolis employee had tried to pour cocaine into the projector. <laughs> As was written on his instructions. It right. wasn't his fault. Right. Yeah. Uh, Play it loud. <laughs> so when they're having the secret meeting, uh, Orms, sea cops, uh, arrest uh-huh. uh, Arthur. He's brought to uh, Orm Justice, you know, uh-huh. for an Orm summit. Ocean, ocean Justice, I believe they call it. Yeah, Orm, Orm, Orm. And, that involves uh, a big chain. There are four big Orm chains. Yes. yes. And Orm sl- servants are holding uh-huh. Arthur. That's kind of cool. Yes. Kinda. <laughs> Excuse me. Well said. Wait, did you want him to read the Twitter? Yeah, I mean, we don't do that at any point. I just feel like you should go over those bullet points. I'm ready when you... Let's do it. Okay. So, my tweet. Composed yesterday. (laughs) Sunday afternoon. We saw Saturday night. I needed some time to think. And here it goes. Aquaman is my movie made for me. It's wet as fuck. (laughs) Huge beasts. Sea crime. <laughs> Synth music. Parkour happens. <laughs> the, the intonation. Water lasers. Someone is called Ocean Master. Wow. <laughs> and again. So fucking wet. Wet. Ten stars. The music is very interesting because it is very synthy. And I think it reminds I was Rupert like, wh- Gregson. What does this score remind me of? And mm. what it reminds me of is the Daft Punk Tron Legacy score, mm. which this An movie amazing score. also kind of reminds yes. me of in terms of just like the sheer world building, visual audacity, commitment to a dorky thing that's pretty niche in popularity. Yeah. I liked Rupert's score for Wonder Woman. Uh huh. And I like this score too. Because it's a great movie. They also feel like that score, which is kind of synthy. Yeah. Uh, combined with the Dolph Lundgren <sighs> casting, yeah, feels like I said this to you. Go ahead. This like tip of the hat Wait, to yeah. the alternate universe. Yeah. What if post Burton Batman instead of right. studios making right. the Shadow and Dick Tracy, uh, they hey, made other DC characters? The Aquaman. Right. There is a very clear Peters imaginary Aquaman. 1991 right. Jan Debont directed Dolph Lundgren Aquaman. Absolutely. Like that's what that movie would have been. It would have been 90 percent on land. Because yeah. they couldn't Aquaman pull any like of this flown off. a helicopter at some point. Right. Right. Yeah. It would have been everyone holding their breath. Totally. What yeah. else are you going to do? Right. Jesus. But this movie, you go like, how did they have the technology to pull this off? I don't know. Because most of the movies wire work. They yeah. are underwater They're for like the floating. vast majority right. of the film. And um, water wire work shit is really difficult. Pay ass. It's and really painful. water. It's hard to act. It's hard right. to like do dialogue scenes. In wires, but, but they also, as we all know, water makes it better. True. I have seen Ben would bankrupt a studio uh, because, no like, they'd be like, "We got this rom com." He's like, "Underwater, please." <laughs> yeah. Light on it. <laughs> like, ben, how did this rom com go three hundred billion over budget? I made it underwater. <laughs> Throw the whole thing in a tank. Ben Hosley's been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go on. 
No, I remember seeing James Wan like 18 months ago when they were filming this, posting videos of how they were doing it. And it was like a lot of the hair is CGI, which is a fucking nightmare. Right, but it kind of has to be. Right. right. Some of the characters have real tight like man buns. Yeah, there's like, some uh, top knots. Right. Uh, Willem Dafoe and Patrick Wilson. Yeah, right. That's a top knot. Man bun was the guy who was sitting in front of us who looked like uh, beta Jason Momoa. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, at this point in the movie, they are full on making out. That's great. Like okay. hardcore, so, like five minutes so and making out. What I was going to say is they had to build like, I believe, like mechanical arms so that they were moving. They weren't just in like harnesses, right. but also other arms for like props and right. for like the flowing of their costume right. or their hair or right. shit like that. Like insane shit. And that's how difficult it is to shoot the live action elements before you even have to render this shit. Right. Which like the density of the imagery in this movie is bananas. I was talking to Esther who yes. had uh, interviewed James Wan. I'm going to get, I assume a piece will go up so there'll be more. Mm-hmm. But one thing she was telling me was that the submarine scene he said was the hardest scene because they built a genuine submarine and sunk it in like a giant tank of water. And so it was on like hydraulics, you know, and they were like tilting it all over. I'm punching David because that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I accept your punches. So that all's great. Crazy. So then, right, Orm shows up. He's like, what's up, Arthur? Fuck you. I'm the ocean master. And Arthur's like, I don't like you. And he's like, oh, are you challenging me? Is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? Yeah, yeah, fine. It's a challenge. Yeah, Arthur's like, yeah, whatever, bro. Right, so they suit up. The amount of times Ben has adjusted my microphone. They suit up, and Mira's like, you can't fucking challenge him, man. And is this when she puts on the dress made of jellyfish? Correct. Correct. But first she talks to him. Yes. She's like, you don't understand. You know, if you lose this challenge, you're fucked. And, like, this is his world. He's going to he's gonna aqua fuck you, man. Like, it's bad. Right. Meanwhile, I am engaged to him, yes, so I have to put on my jellyfish dress and watch from a box. Is he awkward? Right, and her and Defoe are like, you're the only one who can unite the kingdoms. Right, right. But he keeps on saying to everyone, like, I have no interest in this. Right, I mostly drink beer. Yeah, I'm getting out of here as quickly as possible. Sure, classic refusal of the call. Yeah. And yeah, there's some prophecy about a fucking aqua person who's going to fucking unite the aqua kingdoms. Defoe says, I believe in you, shark bait. (laughs) This is... You can get us out of the dentist's office. (laughs) This is the thing. Yeah. Apart from the reference you just made, which was good. Thank you. Shockbait. Uh, yes. Um, Mooney. The plot is so simple. The plot is just, he's uh, from another world and he's right. got to unite the kingdoms and get the magic trident. Like that, it's, that's it's a plot. Quest. Is you, it's, a simple, it's a checklist of right. kingdoms you have to go to right. to get the trident. Yeah. Some, there's a section where it becomes an Indiana Jones movie. Definitely, which is right after Searching this fight. for clues. Right. Yeah. right. But like, it somehow manages to be so dense and do the whole That's Black the Manta origin, origin of his right. costume and then a big fight and tease for future movies. I just you know. can't believe Warner Brothers didn't streamline this into the significantly less expensive and less alienating movie that is just like most of it's on Landon's him searching for the Trident and they have fun banter. Yeah, right, 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 right. Because I remember uh, like a year ago what was clearly leaked by Warner Brothers were sure. like reactions from a test screening. Right. Where they were like, it's so much fun. The DC universe is back. Yeah. And their analogy was, they said, it's like actually really fun. It's like a romancing the stone type thing. Right. And I'm like, did Warner Brothers think they were making romancing the stone <laughs> because the two of them go searching for an object at one point? Hey. But like, it's not that movie. And you could see Warner Brothers being like, make that movie. Sure. But right. they didn't. No, they have a bit of that. Yes. What they did is they made a movie where an octopus plays drums. And I saw that. Yeah. 
And I went, well, now the world's different. Well, because usually most drummers only have two arms. Mm-hmm. But this— A drum kit, you have several different skins to hit. Right. Yeah, we only got two arms to do it with. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you're having an aqua gladiatorial battle, for example? You got to hire a, a puss. <laughs> So they have the big I fight. I will have no trouble uh, in the future from here on out referring to octopus as solely as puss. That means the only puss you're getting. Yeah, puss Hey! Is- hey, come on, get out of here. hey! Get out of here, please. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have the big fight. Patrick Wilson wins. Well, you, I mean, we you don't have a girlfriend this. anymore either. No, yeah, not. Cr- no, no woman's allowed right. to look at me after this episode publishes. Right. And wait a second. For a- their safety, Apparently, to be clear. we become key witnesses in the Mueller investigation. <laughs> 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 just reading this on my phone right now <laughs> oh boy oh uh, god oh weird uh, Al Pacino's gonna play me on Saturday Night Live <laughs> oh wait he's waking up ah the dog's off the leash <laughs> what do you think Aquaman I loved it it was soaking wet <laughs> like a big wet pile of garbage roger roger Oh, he's, there he is. He's he's drifting away as yes. the tide's taking him back to his pile. <laughs> Classic December low tide. Woo! Um, so uh, they have the fight. They lose. Mira mm-hmm. intervenes, saves him. Yes, and that's when they go on their quest. Right. She evades the hydro cannons, of course, as course. one must do. Then, uh, then do they go to the desert? Right. Right? Yes. Because they have the, the doohickey. Right. They play... Uh, well, I want to... Just really quick. Please, please. As please. they're exiting yeah. the city uh-huh. and her ship, mm-hmm. you realize it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a air fight, right? Or a space yes. fight. Yes. But in the ocean. His the pitch water. is underwater Ben's holding space. Me right now. Yes. That's that's James Wan's big idea. One hundred percent, which I love. I really right. love. Right. Yeah. What I love if the design was of these ships and shit more but. complicated, more expensive to produce on screen? Right. Um, but at some point, we've cut back to Black Manta. Yeah, he's around on his Stingray ship, and Orm's men come to him. Yes, because he he hijacked the submarine. On Orm's behalf, so you find to use it in a submarine like false flag attack to give Orm justification to attack the surface world. Duh. Right, because <laughs> the intro is so, like, you're like, the basic setup is. You're like, why is he doing this? This yeah. moment is going to be the first moment that Black Manta realizes that sea people exist. Aquaman's going to drag him into this world. Yeah. When, in fact, he's been a mole. Right. Fighting against humanity, the landlubbers. And, and, and another thing, though, you're wondering, how do people, do they call each other on the phone? This is what I wanted to get to. Yeah, I, yeah. What's crucial do they have? What do they have as a communication technology? It's like a water hologram. What tech? Water forms into Orm's body. Now, this is the body of Orm. He's the fucking ocean master. It's similar. No, no simple body. It's similar like the vibranium dust wristwatch thing that Black Panther right. does, but I think this affect's actually better. I love it. Well, I like it's the, vibra- really cool. the vibranium's really cool, though. I like that because it's like the um, the little pin things. You know what I don't like about it? What? I don't like that it's in color. Sure. I like, see. I like the Aquaman thing where they're all, like, blue tinted. And I, I don't like in Black Panther, which I recently rewatched, that it's, like, the little pin dust thing, and then it just becomes, like, a full-color Danny Guerrero headshot. I mean, I agree with you that the fact that they turn water blobs into Patrick Wilson's body makes a and lot of sense. And the thing we've both been asking for for years. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, the other thing I love but, is but, that— But so they go, here's your money. No, no, but that's the best part. He's like, oh. here's your money, and pays him in, like, doubloons. Yes, gold Atlantean <laughs> coins. Like, what 
what's the fucking Black Manta going to do with a, a treasure chest of pirate gold? Melt the gold and then buy more sea crime tools. <laughs> so then Black Manta throws the gold coins back at them. Yeah, he's like, I don't want that. I want revenge. Right. So Orm's like, okay, do you want like a bunch of weird Atlantean tech? Right. So you're like a pro bono. Yeah. Black ops human. Human Atlantean justice sea crime. Right. So they give a bunch of tech. There's a montage of him making the black manta suit. This is in the middle of the movie. He like paints it and he reworks it. And like the lasers are so powerful. They split the helmet in half. So he he says, says, I'm "I'm going to need a bigger helmet. Oh, by the way, three Oscars got flung at the screen during the montage. Uh, I actually, I think, blew up my microphone. I can't hear it anymore. You pulled your... Oh, is that what I did? Did you pull yourself out? No. no? I don't know what I did. Ben's coming over. I'm oh, boy. Uh, can you still hear me, though? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to keep doing this. Oh, I hit a button. Um, he hit a button, folks. I hit a button, folks. All right. So, uh, but, but, yes, at, at this point... Mm. They go to the desert. And a cover of Africa by Toto plays, which is Pitbull. Correct. It is a, it is a cover and it is by Pitbull. They charter a flight unexplained it, with a pilot, not, not Pit, explained. Pitbull did that song. I'm aware. It's a Toto cover. Correct. By yes. Pitbull. Now, and, and some lady. Some lady's singing. Right. Now, Toto is having a moment. Uh, Africa by Toto is having the best week ever. It's become very meme It has. And, which is largely because Weezer covered it. Yeah, I don't want to get So into it's also this. weird because it's like Pitbull covering... Right. Which Africa I assume was many months in advance, right. Com- right? I don't fucking know. The music in this movie is demented. Like They're on the- a plane with a goat, and they both jump out of the plane. They jump out of the plane because the desert is like the the sea of the land, and the Aquaman uh, sand is like water. The, the Aquaman Arthur is like sand is dry water. Dummy, hello. Uh, we're supposed to be in the ocean, not yeah. the sand. Hello. Right. She's like this was an ocean once. Right. They set up that Atlantis was a land city, and they yeah, got too into the, the water the, tech. The, yeah, right. I mean, the classic myth of Atlantis was it was a continent I know. that fell. I'm yes. aware, but but that this is the birth of the modern sea world that we now know. Right, and also With, like, free will that and their all that. downfall. Right, Shamu, their downfall. <laughs> please refer to him by his proper name. Uh, their downfall is that uh, they got too into hydro cannons. Yep. But their tech ruined them. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like the tech ruined us. Our continent fell into the sea. Luckily, we kept the tech. Right. And learned to breathe underwater. Yeah. So, you know, you know, come see, come suck. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> lost a couple generations to drowning. And some of us turned into fish and some of us turned into yeah. monsters. And, you know, some of us just vanished, but whatever. So now it's like a series of like you go to another country and you find a clue and the clue sends you to the next clue. The clue is it's like Carmen a hologram. <laughs> it right. is, yeah. And like right. the old king is like, oh, I'm fucking... Aquaman, my first, my fucking trident's over fucking there, right? So yeah. you gotta go over there. Uh, they need water to activate yeah, sure. the thing, so she it. pulls it out of the sweat. They're trying to get Mira shit to do. I mean, it's the only complaint I have about the movie is yeah. Amber Heard's kind of just not very interesting. She's not a very charismatic performer, in my opinion. I'm sorry to say it. I will say this. On the record, she is not my number one favorite living actor. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if she's ever, like... I kind of um, liked her in Friday Night Lights, like which was her first uh, movie. I forgot that was her. 
I never saw The Boys Love Mandy Lane. Which is the one that kind of made her, but then the so. movie never got released. But she started getting all the but parts like, because I, like, of that. I forgot she was in Pineapple Express. Like, I see, I remember she's in that. Uh, she's his girlfriend in Alpha that? Dog, yeah. Yeah, she's Seth Rogen's Alpha Rogan's Dog is the one girlfriend. with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. She's been in a lot of crummy the movies. The Informers never back down. She's in Magic Mike XXL, which I actually think she's fine in. Uh, oh, I think that's she's the best she's ever been. That I yeah, think that's the best fun. she's ever been. But, uh, you know, largely... Oh, and she's in her smell coming next year. Uh, in a pretty small role. Oh, she role, is good in I that, I think though. she's good in that. I do, too. No, it's not a small role. It's a fairly big role. It's sort of like the You're right. third or fourth lead. Like, I don't know. You're right. So she's... It's not like she's... Oh, but in this, she's fine. They're trying to give her shit to do. Mm-hmm. Mira's got some cool action scenes. She's got cool water powers. You're doing a face. No, I just found some weird things on her IMDb. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. Um and uh yeah she's all right. Yeah. But she she's just like I really I think like Wilson is having a lot of fun. He knows I think what Kidman movie he's is at. right. I think Kidman's having a lot of fun. Wilson's doing like a like a Max von Sydow as Ming the Merciless. Yes. Like yes. Franklin Gellis Skeletor. Yeah. Right. And uh you know Lundgren is just sort of a blast to see him like it's so nice to see him lines. Yeah. What a big fall for him. Yeah. You mean like the season? Creed 2. Yeah. yeah right. This fall is all about Lundgren rising. Hey. This fall, Lundgren rises. All right. So they get the message. Yep. They're basically, they got to do this last mission to they get go the to trident. Italy, yeah. Where they have to put a broken bottle in a statue's hand Whatever. so it becomes a compass. Yeah. And they get to meet all the nice Italian people and Mara considers humans for the first time. But who shows up? Yeah, the Sicily stuff is kind of cute. Parkour. She eats the rose. Ben that's got funny. excited because of the parkour. She eats the rose, though. That's She funny. turns wine into daggers. That's cool. That's just cool. You realize, oh, it's not just water. She can also turn wine into daggers. Any liquid. Wine knives. Um, and uh, Black Manta shows up and makes a big old mess with his Great laser scene. eyes. Great scene. A lot of fun. Yeah. Crashing through walls. Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, I, you know, I, I'm at stimuli overload. I'm locked it's, in. It's it's pretty. You're right. You're yes, there's so much lot. shit going on. An intercut with their travels across the the land of men. Yeah, you've had uh, Orm going to these different kingdoms and not being very nice. He goes to see Jaman Hunsu, who unquestionably spent more time in the makeup chair than he did in front of cameras. You don't think it's just CGI? It looked kind of mocap. It is makeup. James Wan said it was makeup. Wow, makeup. He said it was make. <laughs> App. Oh, maybe it was an app. Um, no, he said it was makeup. James Wan said it was a practical design. Interesting. Okay. Well, he's unrecognizable. He has three lines of dialogue. Yeah, he's like, I won't join your war. And Orm's like, how about this? <laughs> Trying to the chest. You're yes, dead. Right. <laughs> and then like the air is like a little girl fish woman. Yeah, and they kidnap her. I don't know. Oh, another yeah, thing I just sure. want to talk about. Uh-huh. The movement yes. underwater is very funny. Yes. Like when... They're being very dramatic, and then they sort of just like float away. I really like that. I love that. Yeah. Orm has one moment where he arrests Willem Dafoe, where he's like, "Yes, take him away," and then he kind of just like backs, backs. Uh, what do you call it? Backstrokes. <laughs> 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 Rules. And then, uh, oh Arthur. Uh huh. You know they beat Black Manta, but Black Manta like falls to uh, off a cliff, so you know he'll be back, right? You know, right. Um, you're really entranced by whatever you found on IMDb. Did you find like the fucking secret of Curly's gold in I there? I did find the secret of Curly's gold. No, I was trying to figure out who played the the Aquaman, the the fisherman princess. Uh, Sophia Forrest is her name. Yes, it's nobody in particular. No. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, you also, we should say Randall Park is on TV as Stephen Shin, Dr. Shin, who's like a character. Yes. Uh, Wants but, to catch the Aquaman. Arthur finally makes it to uh, a whirlpooly thing. Mm-hmm. There's the trench kingdom. There's all these monsters. The sea monsters. Best image in the movie. movie. Because they steal a boat. Aquaman gets knocked out. Oh, he that's wakes such up such a cool image on a boat. And he's like, "Did you steal this?" And she was like, "Those boats were not for public taking." Hey, they have what's almost a romantic scene, but this movie almost doesn't care. Right, about this giving is them if any. Wonder Woman had a truly genuine, like, uh, touching boat scene, right, right, where they like make a connection. This is Aquaman's version of that, for, which right. is super perfunctory. Right, right, right. But he realizes they're near the whirlpool, near near the trench. He grabs a flare, sure, and then dives in, and they go to this insane wide shot of him. Diving down to the lowest depths of the ocean. It's very cool with the flares see, in their hands. Right, yeah. sort of. It looks like a fucking ant farm or something. It rules with all these trench creatures coming behind him. It's only lit by Another the red of the light. Oscars. It's fling, water, fling. but it's dark. It's scary. Yeah, yeah man. And then they get sucked into because oh, one of the trench creatures comes up on the boat and fights. Them. No, there's a lots of them do. They but get then swarmed. they go down. Then That's they go down because right. they know there's too many of them. They go yeah. into the whirlpool. They end up on a beach in the center of the earth. Obviously filled with dinosaurs. Yeah, filled with dinosaurs. Fucking obviously. As we, know, as we all know, the center of the earth is a beach in the middle of the fucking ocean with dinosaurs and Nicole Kidman and she's got a big old man hairdo. She's the wasp. She's been living in a makeshift suit sure. of armor. It's fair. Yeah. With a bones. gray Her wig. armor is bones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's got a lobster claw. I should have yeah. added that to my list. Bones, bones are in this bones. too. <laughs> <laughs> it was just bones. It's just Bone like armor. your Tinder profile. My interests are bones, <laughs> sea crime, Huge beasts. You should make your Raya profile just your Aquaman review. <laughs> um, all great. Ben's on Raya now, by the way. Ben's become a famo. He's a famo. It's true. Uh, so I'm Nicole end up marrying an influencer. Listen to his classroom crush episode. I feel like there's a lot of Raya talk in that one. Yeah. So Nicole's there. Obviously, we knew she wasn't dead. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, what's up? Trident's through there. I mean, won't let me have it. I love you." Love you. You're great. Good guy. Right. This creature, everyone's too scared to get the trident. Right. But so maybe you're a pissy baby pants or maybe you're the brave one. And there's a pile of bones from the deads. Yeah. Who've tried. Bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> but what can Arthur do that no one else can do? Unite the two the, kingdoms? Well, true. But no, he can talk to fishies. Oh, he can talk to fishies. In the movie, we know Aquaman can talk to fish, and right. he does this thing where he sort of psychically communicates with them, right? Oh, because there's a scene where, as a child, and he's I, at the aquarium, yeah. and they replicate the Finding Nemo poster where all the creatures are flying cool. around. Yeah, It's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, but they take this long to really fully reveal, like, yeah, only he can do that. Yes. That's not like classic Atlantean power. Right. And so he's this... Giant squid that's the size of a fucking right. skyscraper. It's played by Academy Award winner Julie Andrews. Correct. We all know why even waste the breath you, saying. You just said that very like matter of fact. I, no, I, I, I figured Ben had no It's a fucking skyscraper sized sea creature that's ancient and talks. It does talk. But that's the thing where she's talking and she's like, I will crush your bones. Ha ha ha. And then she's like, wait, you can understand me. <laughs> This story came out that she did a voice role for Aquaman. And everyone was right. like, Julie Andrews isn't in Mary Poppins, but she is in Aquaman. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, she must play a fucking box jellyfish that's all colorful and sweet, right? That's like what she's going to play Mrs. Potts. She's going to play like the divine presence of the ocean. Yeah, right. Exactly. She'll play Gaia or something. Right. Instead, they have her play like a Bob Hoskins role. <laughs> it's fucking rules. I dare. Where rules. are you going in my ocean? 
I also think, like, just because people are, like, complaining about the Mary Poppins thing, I think it is fully to her credit that she's not in Mary Poppins. I agree. Her it, reasoning is it would delegitimize Emily Blunt to be in the movie. Right. And I she totally wanted to pay agree. respect. It would totally fucking it stick out like up. a sore thumb. And she's yeah. like, oh, hello, Mary. Right. She's like, I don't want to be there and be like, I'm the real Mary Poppins. Fuck you, Emily Blunt. And I think that she, you know, she can't really sing anymore because no. she's done all this, you know, and like the, the role that, that, have you seen it? I forget. I have not seen it yet. Right. The role that she one imagines would have played. Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Right, you know, yeah. it does involve singing. Yeah. So maybe that was an obstacle as well because, I mean, Dick Van Dyke obviously shows up in the movie, but that's all you need. But he's playing a character he was already established playing in the universe right. or the son of that character. Of that character. If right. she showed up in Mary Poppins Return, it would be the same bummer that happens every time they exactly. shoehorn in one of those Ghostbusters cameos in I the Feig movie, which you and I both agree that is the biggest problem yeah, with that good, movie. It's a pretty good movie except for that shit. Every time they do that shit, the movie grinds to a halt. Really Tab Acker would be like, and I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Hey, lady Ghostbusters. Yeah. I give it the Ackroyd, I mean, cab driver, <laughs> seal of approval. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most distracting thing in the world that delegitimizes the, their attempts to make a new thing. Wow, I'm looking at my levels. Whew. Yeah. It's like an earthquake happened a, in this episode. The screen looks like a series of wine daggers. <laughs> just sharp red lines. Oh, we're doing so great. This is a great episode. Okay, fine. It, you want this to be the one we submit to the Obies this year? <laughs> yes. So we can yes. only pick one. Right. No, this is it. This is it. This is our 2018 Obie mm-hmm. submission. Okay. Just remember last year, one year ago, we're talking Last Jedi. It's like three hours in and like both of us have knives to each other. <laughs> I rate. We warned everyone. It's the worst thing we've ever done. Maybe we shouldn't even release right. it. Right. We forget to mention that like in the movie, like Luke Skywalker appears. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know. Fast forward <laughs> a year later, we got secret. Crime. <laughs> I mean, Ben couldn't be happier, and that's what the holiday season's all about. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. So he gets the fucking dagger. I mean, yeah. Trident. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Does like a sonar thing. Three! Keep it simple, that's stupid. Right. Shows back up. Here's my favorite part. Yeah, now he's in the full he's fucking like, yeah, classic. He's in the, and he's right. like, I guess. And there's that monologue where, or that exchange where... She's like, Atlantis needs more than a king. What could it need? A hero. A hero. Uh, he is super hero. He shows back up to Atlantis mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking Orm versus the crab people. Which <laughs> I love. James Wan's like, excuse me. There's already like a Lord of the Rings battle between Orm and John Reese davies as a crab. They're shooting fucking lasers at each other. It looks, yeah, exactly. They're like running into each other. And yeah. maybe you're thinking, because you haven't seen the movie, but like, are these like, Regular size crabs. <laughs> Very large. They're huge. <laughs> and like, right, this is, we've heard, like, it's been like two tossed off mentions of a quote unquote Brian Kingdom, <laughs> right? And like, we basically cut to like Patrick Wilson wrestling with a crab that's going right. like, I will never submit to you, fucking Orm, you know, like. Because let's make it clear, there are two things that are not introduced until two full hours into this movie. Yes. One of them is the Brian King. <laughs> right. And the other one is Aquaman's costume. Correct. He puts it in on the two hour mark. Yep. And he rides in on Julie Andrews. Right. Who <laughs> lets like full credit. I, I was running this Mocap through my head as I was I watching it. Full. <laughs> I was watching. Hey, that was a makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it was practical. That was practical. <laughs> this is, yeah. I believe. Yeah. The biggest creature I've ever seen anyone depict in a movie. Certainly that someone might ride. No, but even beyond that. You think that, just beyond that? I was looking at it's a little hard to get perspective because they're in the sea, so you only can go against the size of the people and the ships that she's swatting away. Yeah. But I was like, I think this is bigger than any depiction of Godzilla. Sure. 
It, I mean, the scale of the thing. There's a moment where you see all the like stingray ships flying towards her, and they literally look like gnats. It's true, and they have people inside of them. Jeez. It's humongous. This is, I truly think, the biggest living creature I've ever seen in a movie. What about Ego, the living planet? I guess we never see him at planet Thank size. You. He takes a human form the whole time. I know. It's sort of disappointing when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, at one point he becomes like a crater. That was cool. I loved it. I know. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, a plus. Oh, interesting. Ben's just written A plus on a piece yeah, of paper. Ben is... <laughs> Uh, now I just need yeah. to uh, right. mail this off to... Yeah. Here's a pre-addressed uh, envelope to the Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and the Warner sister Dot? <laughs> <laughs> the Water Tower? <laughs> um, <laughs> this episode's so good. Uh, yeah, and uh, you, hey, have, hey. you got your final or- or- Orm versus Arthur tried and yes. fight in yes. which Arthur shows mercy. Mm-hmm. Orm, by the way, has that awesome, the Ocean Master costume, which is that, like, red and silver and helmet. here's a crazy thing, a level of silliness I have not seen any superhero movie committing to. The, the metal moves? Yes. Yes, we agree! Because, like, in superhero comics, like, Batman, his, like, face is articulated subtly. Like, right. if they want Batman to look concerned or scared, his mask will the shape of, of the shrink. mask right, will yeah. move so that yeah. his eyebrows can express and whatever. Right. The closest they've come is Spider-Man Homecoming gives him the mechanical eyes, but it's which not the cool. same thing, which is cool. This one's literally puts the mask on, and the mask is now animated, mm-hmm. and it has the full expressiveness of Patrick Wilson's face. Correct. Um, when that happened, I said that it was good. Yes. Throw oh, yeah. another Oscar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But you know, it's like how like when God created the earth, it's like after day five, he's like, then he made all the fucking beasts and saw that it was good. Yeah. When I saw that, I saw that it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he doesn't kill him and Orm's like, it's our way. You must kill right. me. It's a fight that's so humongous that it doesn't, it's hard to even like process what's happening. Sure. They're, they're like zooming f- all over the place. Five billion creatures. But it's very short. It's very short. It's because I feel like yeah. final fights yeah. normally, you're like, oh, God, can you we know, just end this? I, I got really he, worried when he showed up that we were going to get like 45 minutes of yeah. that Once shit. he got the trident, it's kind of like game, set, and match. That's right. sort of the idea. right? And, and I love the idea that they're just like, no, he's the most powerful. He just stops everyone. And so now- he's got uh, Julie and and Crack and Drews, and he's got the trident, and now it's just like five minutes of him owning. Yeah. Then he pulls Orm up onto a boat. Yeah, and, and he and then he but like he beats him, and he's like, "I'm not killing you." Yeah. Because that's you know we need a new world order here. Right. He's maybe realized the whole way Atlantis works seems very kind like, of fucked. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's very ancient Rome. A lot of betrayal. Right, and then the movie ends with tomorrow Morrison walking to the pier and, and Nicole Kidman comes back. Yeah, it's great. It bursts into tears. Make credits scene. You got uh, Stephen Shin rescues Black Manta. Right. Uh, no end credit scene. I was really hoping they were going to set up like uh, Etrigan the Demon or like Detective Chimp or just like, because at this point you're like nothing's off the table. Right, yeah. They've gone Triplicate full DC. Girl. And this is my big thought, okay? Much more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. Yes. But. I do like that it feels like maybe DC is starting to embrace what they should be doing, which is A, DC Comics is far more about the universe than it is about the characters. And be more not, be more high fantasy. That's the other thing. Yeah. But that's that's what I mean by saying it's more about the universe. Because yes. DC isn't like the structures of yes. these societies and the rules and the backstory. And it's not that the characters don't have characterization. But Marvel, the whole thing was like, Stanley was like, they're humans first. Right, right. And DC, it's like, so first of all, you need to know that his great-grandfather grew up on the planet Blarfnagar. <laughs> like, that's how DC Comics work. Well, no, the other thing that DC will do is they'll be like, that's right. You've you've asked for it. We're going to reorder the universe into a new system that's very complicated in a different way. And their multiverse is so crazy and all that sort of shit. 
that I'm just like, make the movies like fucking high dork fantasy, you yes. know? Just like own into it. And you know where that plays? Sea operas. Overseas. Yes. Over the seven seas. And that's the thing. This movie, I think they were just like, let's embrace all of it. And if it doesn't work domestically, we're going to make such bank overseas where this movie will translate because it's largely visual and exposition. Right. <laughs> Things that don't get lost in translation. It's right. not emotional performances or comedy or anything like that. Yes. It has made, I think... How much? Like $200 million in China already? I think it's maybe up to 220 I'm going to check, uh, which is It's been crazy. out there for like 10 days, and it's made over $200 million in China. Um, this is a movie designed for China. Yes. It has made $266 million worldwide yeah. so far. It'll do good in Atlantis. It's going to do great in Atlantis. They, one, one they, dollar, also, they don't one have dollar. Netflix there, Thank so, you, you yes. know. Yeah. Um, Although they, which is ironic, because there is a lot of streaming. Oh boy. Give me a dollar. All right, take a dollar. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's projected to open around 100 million for the five day yeah. Christmas, you know, yeah. weekend. That's the thing. I do think actually this movie will kind of work. I think it will probably make around the same money that Justice League did, but with a far better perception, a false, far smaller budget, and it'll perform infinitely better overseas. Right. I think that's true. So I think it'll do well. Right. Justice League ended at two. Let me look it up. Like right on the nugget. Justice League made $229 million Jeez. domestic. Okay. 657 worldwide. So bad. Yeah. Like that's, you know, 420. Like I think Aquaman's like, going to do like Venom numbers. Yes. I think Aquaman will make about 200 million domestic. Yeah, like 190 to 210. And, but it'll close to a billion worldwide. Yeah. Like, it'll make between eight and 950. Because. Think, yeah. All right, so here's what we got this weekend. Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Bumblebee. Yes. Which I don't think is going to do that well. No, although I've heard it's very charming. Everyone says it's good, but I do yeah. feel like there's not really like a lot of excitement. It just feels like there's you know, such a sharp a lot divide. Of <laughs> Buzz. Okay, well, I'm taking a dollar back from you. Um, David, <laughs> demanding a recount. Uh, no, I feel like you do not like the film. But Mary Poppins has been a charming that's, that's, audience. That's the hot one. Right. Well, because that's, and Aquaman as you works said, as the counter programming. But if you're right. going to see a family movie, it's, it's going to be Mary Poppins. It's not going to be Bumblebee. On. And Bumblebee's kind of caught in a weird mid zone between Aquaman and, and Mary Poppins. There's a, um, and there's also a second act, uh, which I guess will make like $14 million or whatever. Yeah, the a movie, movie I didn't audition for. You did? Did not. Okay, right. It has a weird twist. Have you seen it? No, I made Richard tell me the twist. Weird. Um, it's crazy. And then, of course, Welcome to Marwin, which I think is tracking at 400 million <laughs> opening weekend, right? 2.4 billion? No, 400 is the preview night projection. <laughs> That's just IMAX 3D Marwin Media! I'm so amped. Oh, boy. Welcome to Marwin. Welcome to low ticket sales. I hope they do welcome me. <laughs> because the thing about Welcome to Marwin is... It only costs $40 million. It yeah. looks expensive, but right. it wasn't that expensive. They swapped that. It was supposed to come out uh, like a month ago, and they swapped Should the have. release dates with Green Book because they got so bullish on Green Book that we were like, we're not saving this Green for Book, Christmas. Green Book, which is underperforming, yeah. uh, probably would do Both better probably Christmas. would have done yeah. better if they kept the original Marwin's day, not going to do great anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, so that's our box office predictions because we can't play, uh, play a game. Right. But did we say what Poppins? Poppins. Poppins opening, yeah, it's opening two days earlier. Interesting. It, it opens on um, Wednesday, the nineteenth. The nineteenth. So Poppins is probably going to make a fortune. 
Yeah. Like 135, 140, yeah. I don't know. Poppins is going to make like well over $300 million. Oh, total? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, the, I meant opening weekend. Yeah. The yeah. other thing that no one's talking about is that the Grinch is going to make Grinch over $300 killing. million. Which I feel like no one's talking about. Well, it like opened big boring. and it's not dropping at all. Mule opened and it's great. Do so well over 17 Christmas. opening yeah. for Mule. Right, which Clint is is a grower, not a shower. His he movies is. multiply. And you see in this movie, yeah. really. Oh, well, okay. uh, and Spider-Verse is kicking around and that has got an A-plus cinema score, so that's right. going to do well. That's the critic starling, weirdly, of all these it films. Is. It is. And then Mortal Engines, 7.5. Yeah, but th- these cities got wheels, baby. <laughs> what if Mortal Engines pulled a Greatest Showman? <laughs> It'd have to. Because that's what Greatest Showman did. <laughs> that's its only- Greatest Showman opened to like seven. Yeah, yeah. And then it, next week I did 15. Look, I, I feel mean, bad for Mortal Engines. I do too, I do yeah. too. It seems like they were uh, proven to be very mortal, those engines. It's true. Uh, so I got a little weird merchandise spotlight here. Sure. Because uh, I just knew there was like a lot of stuff produced for this film. And I was like, yeah, I talk about the toys and all that shit. Uh, you know, on, on Reddit, people have been cataloging all the video game tie-ins, which we never really cover. Right. But they've mentioned that video games have kind of died, video game tie-ins. And now you yes. pretty much get an app. You know, there'll be an app game. They'll do a reskin of a jungle run or whatever, fucking temple run or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, what are the other categories in which they're producing tie-in Aquaman stuff? Okay. So I went to the whole line of Aquaman books. I feel like this is a thing we haven't talked about much where it's like you got a big blockbuster, you release a lot of books. Here's the Aquaman Choose Your Own Adventure. Here's the junior novelization. Here's the picture book version, right? Sure. I found two that I find uh, pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, that I was going to uh, buy uh, at Barnes & Noble and bring in today to gift the two of you for Christmas, and I forgot. Uh, Let it be a wet book. Let one of them is called, <laughs> before he was Aquaman, Undertow, an original novel. Ben, here's the cover. Got some squid. Splashing waves and a squid. Good title. Now, this is the YA fiction version of Aquaman. I understand. It's the, it's the tortured, emotional, I don't know where I belong, right. Aquaman uh, uh, teen novel. Hey, the, the Aquaman Twilight, if you will. That's cool. You know? The other one, which he is- He smokes the, like a water bong. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He hangs out on a porch. This is the one I was going to buy for David. It's called uh, Aquaman, Arthur's Guide to Atlantis. Oh, I like this. And this book purports to be Arthur's diary as a child while he was training with Willem Dafoe. So it's oh. written in the voice of a surly child, Jason Momoa, uh, with entries from 13-year-old Aquaman, a.k.a. Arthur Curry. This guy provides everything you need to know about the Hidden Kingdom. Right. Uh, from the city's amphibious population, we'll look into the weapons and the armor vault. Uh, 144 pages entering notes, journal entries, exclusive never seen four photos. So it's essentially just uh, world building mythology and the voice of a surly teenager. Cool. Uh, that's that's my merchandise ball. I don't know what to tell you, folks. Um, uh, what what can I tell you? My Michael B. Jordan production is proving to be foolish. Seems like he will not get nominated. Yeah, that was a. Well, that's them fucking up if they. Do I know. That. But then Sam Elliott also missed a couple noms. But he got his sag. Nom. I know. He's in. He's but I don't think he's going to win anymore. No, I think your winner is Richard, Richard Grant, Grant, which yeah. will be nice. He's a lovely man. He's, and that dude knows how to campaign. I mean, that's a dude who wins at a cocktail and party. Much like Sam Elliott, who yeah. was my prediction earlier. Veteran like, guy never got credit. Well, and also everyone's worked with him. Yeah. You know, it's one. It's one. It's like the Rockwell win last year. Where it's like, oh, I know Richard. He's great. And like, here's another know. thing. It's a wonderful fucking performance. It is. Very lovely performance. Very yeah. good performance. Uh, Really, like, because, like, he's such... Like his life is so miserable. Yes, and those early scenes where he's kind of keeping that on it's the really down low, and you sort of then he just yeah. sort of like lets the facade slip. Great, and and you know you got a year where it's like Sam Elliott 
only has a couple key scenes right. in Star Wars Born. It's not a huge part. Yeah. Adam Driver, who now looks locked to get a supporting actor nom, I would argue is a lead of that movie. He He's essentially a I, co-lead, I'd argue they're co-leads. But I'll allow it. It's one of yeah. those things where I'm like, look, it's John David Washington's movie. Yeah. He's the one with the truly emotional arc, and he has all the scenes with Laura Ferrier. I'm not gripping about it either. I'm just Panther saying. Scene, you know, like, so it's like, a little yeah. more his movie, but there's certainly plenty of drive. I'm not griping about it either. I'm just saying I do like that Richard E. Grant is like that is a pure it's a supporting, supporting performance. performance. Although That's he a, is the second lead, very meaty yes. supporting, yeah, yeah. but it is supporting because um, her real co-star in the movie is loneliness. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, but no, you know, because Driver's kind of like John David Washington's tool in that movie. Yes. You know, so yes. that, you know, in that way, I he's get no, I get it, I get it. Uh, I just hope Rockwell, who's good in Vice, does not get a nomination. Yeah. But I would ra- rather... You want you know, Orm to get him. Well, that's the dream. Right. But, I mean, he has committed a lot of sea crime. That, that's, that he has. I mean, th- there are going to be some PR problems. I don't know if even Peggy Siegel could spin that one. You know, you've got fucking, like, Mira Sorvino, and she's like, best supporting actor, uh, Orm. And then she's like, oh, there's a note here. To be clear, the <laughs> character from Aquaman, not Patrick Wilson. Orm. All right. <laughs> Uh, but I'm worried that if Rockwell misses, Chalamet will get in. And that performance is bad. Well, this is your mountain you want to die on. Yep. I also feel like he's definitely getting in. He's gotten every precursor. I know. But it's no one cares about the movie, I guess. You know what uh, I mean? But I don't think he's the one on the chopping block. I think if Rockwell gets in, he maybe pushes out Elliot. Nah. That's what the Globes did, my friend. Yeah, but Globes are dope. Yeah, they are. <laughs> to be clear. And by the way, we would love to win a Golden Globe this year. Yes, please. Uh, uh, best... Um, original score. Best supporting Orm. Uh, yeah, best Orm. Uh, so, do you want to talk verse still? <laughs> oh, we've done two hours. We've done two hours. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's just throw a little spy verse in here because people I got a haircut at six. What time is it now? Five forty-five. Can we? Can we? Can we <laughs> you want to get out of here? <laughs> we got to do the ads. I'm five minutes away. Okay. Fuck. Okay. So you know what? Here. Oh God. We're gonna get in the spider verse on our Seamus Q and A episode. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This now sounds like extortion, but we didn't promise it at I the beginning of the episode. I kind of want to see it again anyway. I do too, and Ben has to see it. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk verse. Uh, if yeah. you subscribe to our Patreon.com mm-hmm. slash yes. blank check, get those numbers, baby. Yes. Sorry. Uh, David's only monster. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for listening. Mm. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Mm. Thanks to Andrew Guru for mm. our social media. Joe Bowen, Pat Reynolds for our artwork. Lane Montgomery for our theme song. Go to blinkisatred.com for some real nerdy shit. Sure. Go to T Public for some real nerdy shirts. Yep. That was suggested to me on Twitter. Yep. Um, hey, thank you all for a great year. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, here at Blank Check. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, we're excited about 2019. We're going to try to blow tomorrow, it up. So I'm really brag. freaked out about that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> we we cannot uh, uh, thank you enough for your support. And we're going to try to give you more cool stuff in this coming year. Right. Uh, or we're just going to overshoot. Right. Um, so great. Thank you all for listening. And uh, of course, and. As always, yeah. Orm. <laughs> <laughs>